Are we live? We be live. But... Is this happening? Oh, <laughs> finally. Been stuck in this closet for these months. <laughs> Ben like Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you want to well. in a bottle? Ooh. That says everything you need to know about us. Oh, okay. that's how we're going to start this, huh? Okay. <laughs> With an R. Kelly reference. Yeah. <laughs> I knew Will Smith was going to come up eventually, so if we're just talking about you know, <laughs> stuff. Did something happen at the Oscars? I didn't hear you. Yeah. Uh, nobody's talking about it. Oh, gosh. Remember when that was like literally all the – like Reddit just decided for the next week all it was going to be was like anti-Will Smith stuff then? They're just like, yep, we get this. We're pitchforks are out. Here we go. Let's find everything the man's ever done wrong or any way to make him look terrible. We're on it. Yeah. Uh, Let's parse through every word he's ever said in every interview. And yes. Like he constructs bald. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa. And then other people that are even associated with him are getting the the stuff as well. Like that guy Mark Manson, I know. Um, I don't know him, but I mean like uh, the guy that wrote the book, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving uh an f um uh he i guess works with will smith on something and now people are canceling him because they're like how could you work with such a monster this guy has been a a, you know danger to society for decades (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it i just i've never seen somebody have the highest point of his career and the lowest point of his career in such short order like the same night in the same 30 minutes yeah yeah yeah. Anyway, what else happened in the last? This is what everybody checked into here. Yeah, about. they want to like <laughs> so glad that our ludicrous future is back together to talk about something already relevant. Hot takes about the Oscars, yeah. which aren't even hot takes anymore. It's like been several yeah. days. Yeah, we're way behind, and no one cares. Welcome uh, to our ludicrous future. Yeah. Um, hi guys. Hi. Good to see you. Yeah. Good to see you guys too. How how is everybody? Oh, life is good, man. 75 yeah. and sunny like always getting ready for summer pool parties and kids in camps and things so mm. you know still struggling with child care camps. dealing with sending, covid you sent a jack to formula one racing camp yet <laughs> no he's going to um sailing mm. camp or something it's called Wait, like seriously? uh yeah yeah it's called like uh uh there's a name for it it's not junior lifeguards but it's like this like waterman program so growing up in San Diego, they, you know, there's a big, uh, one of the big things is like being with the water and learning how to do all the water mm-hmm. things like scuba diving and sailing and lifeguarding and surfing and all that. So he's, he's finally at the age now where he's good enough as a swimmer that he can start doing that. So we're, we're heading into that, you know, just trying to make life as good as it can, you know, despite them, like, we'll obviously find something to make us think that we were terrible parents, regardless of how good their life was, <laughs> but doing our best, yeah. doing our best. That's... Finding new and innovative ways to scar him for life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Really, hey, really pushing the boundaries here. Yeah. Hey, and real quick, everyone's saying that my mic sounds like crap. Does it sound okay to you guys? Or is it, it's this sounds mic, right? Looks good to me. Yep. I don't know what. What they're just it? they're just trolling you, Tim. No, they're not. They're just a few days behind on the April Fool's jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've got everything normal here. I don't know. It's my normal I setup. Mean, I guess you might life. sound a little tinny, but it's not bothering me. Might just be my cold. <laughs> There's that. Oh, you're coming over something too. I, I was sick last week. Yeah, yep. had a head cold and was just on That's my weird. ass. You're the tap. I hear it. I got gotcha. you. 
We only spent 30 minutes messing with this. Already, I, so. I, yeah, exactly. I don't have two mics on. I did actually for a minute, but I turned that one off. <laughs> so that's not the problem. I don't know. Maybe I'll just crank up the uh, the old. Um, it could be the streaming quality that that person's listening to or something. It's like everybody. Oh. Just crank See. it up to 11. Oh, well. Just people completely... think I'm skinny. All right. Yeah. Well. You sound good to me. Off. Okay. Good enough. We'll, we'll keep going here. Um, yeah. Joe, what's new with you, man? Um, you know, I've got my little podcast thing that I'm, I'm doing. Um, I released an episode this morning with Dr. Brian Cox, which is really cool. Um, so I've, I have, I've had Neil deGrasse Tyson and the British Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm just working my way across the continent. The original. Right. <laughs> In the original, uh, King's English. Yeah. The Queen's English or whatever. Um, so, so yeah, so. Uh, Tim, you know about this, but I, I went to this uh, Apollo 16 celebration thing this last weekend. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so actually, I'll show you what I got here. Hang on. I got a little toy. Ooh, it's show and tell time. Let's see it. Joe's wearing pants. This is a first. <laughs> They're shorts. Okay. Not normally in my Calvin Klein's. Uh, no, I got this uh, Apollo command module Ooh. thing. Going to find space for it back there, but it's signed. <laughs> space. See what I did? It's signed. You can't really see it there, but Fred Hayes from Apollo 13. Wow. And he was actually the backup pilot, I believe, on Apollo 16. And Charlie Duke, who was the pilot on Apollo 16. Hang on. Let me see that again. Sorry. I was trying to fix my audio stuff. I'm not paying any attention. That's incredible. Wait, can I make it? Wait, wait. Here we go. Did you, you sound better now. <laughs> is that um <laughs> is that, did, you, did you buy the model and then get it signed uh, i bought it signed it, it it was for the um what is it the astronauts scholarship foundation so they actually have scholarships for you know kids in college who want to go into the aeronautics fields and stuff it was created by the original mercury seven astronauts and they're still doing it today but so so i paid money for this but it's going into a scholarship fund for future awesome. astronauts well that's great yeah. Tim or Joe, you don't have to feel bad about paying for things. So. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give this to me for free. It sound Fred like Hayes wasn't like promote my new for this thing. <laughs> I participated in capitalism. <laughs> How dare you? Um, but no, it was it was cool because there are like all these old school astronauts there. Um, that Charlie Duke guy. It's funny on the way down to the little lobby, um, the lobby of the hotel. Um, I wound up in the in the elevator with him. Right. Oh. So he, he comes walking in, I'm like, oh, hey, man, you know, he's got his wife with him. They're both in their 80s, just super old, you know, and, and we're both standing there. And uh, and, there's, and, you know, and the, and the elevator keeps stopping on the way down and people are you know, getting on. And, and there's like, you know, some lady she gets on. She's just like on her phone or whatever, you know, and I'm like. You're sharing an elevator with a guy who walked on the moon <laughs> and you have no idea, you know, it, it just, just looks like some old guy. Yeah. yeah, that he's one of the only. I've only met a, a small few Apollo astronauts, and Fred Hayes is one that I met. And he is so. Oh, yeah. nice. There's he's only just, four left. That's crazy. I think when I met him, I think there were six or seven. And yeah, yeah, John Young actually just passed away recently. He was the commander on sixteen, so there was a lot of tributes to him and stuff. Young? Yeah. No, Young passed away in like 2018. Oh, okay. Well, fairly um, recently, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there was, a, but it was a, wasn't it a Apollo sixteen like event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they would have obviously 
Yeah. It's yeah. Co- COVID time. So, you know, that seems recent, but it was I actually, know, right? you know, four years ago. Exactly. Oh, but anyway, that, that's the most recent interesting thing that I've done anyway. That's super cool. Yeah. Tim, what's going on with you, man? Well, I did it, guys. I bought a new car. Ooh. Or I don't know if car's the right word. Let's say uh vehicle Batmobile. Oh, Tim. I bought a news van. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Oh. I I uh I I oh. am sick of we have too much money to say worth of gear um currently up in uh or stuck in in texas and uh with sls coming up and with the we we live streamed out at, at florida and we brought like we shipped like 500 dollars worth of shipping of stuff out there to like do this event and then had the worst um you know the worst thing the worst stream of my life and i'm like this is terrible like i'm losing money trying to just you know share what we're seeing and like I'm like, I'd, I want to always make sure I have everything with us at all times. So, guys, I bought a news van. Nice. <laughs> For real. Some, awesome. some news station in Connecticut cannot have any breaking news anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but here's so here's my 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 plan. Right. Um, so we have all the gear that that lives right now at Mars in Texas. And um, it's, it's all going to start living in this van. When we're at Mars, we're going to h- just hook up a fiber bundle and like run the show from the truck, from the van, from the van <laughs> and just plug it into the house. So then we'll, and that way, like, you know, we're going to stick this thing full of batteries. We've got tons of those big EcoFlow batteries. The oh, nice. One. And so we can run it off that. We can run it off solar. Uh, this pole, the shaft on the, in the middle of this thing that you see, that thing's 85 feet tall. You better what? believe we're going to stick a camera up on that thing and have what's basically <laughs> a drone shot uh, for la- launches and stuff, especially out at Kennedy Space Center. You can't fly a drone, but guess what? You can go mm-hmm. 85 feet up in the air. So, hmm. yeah, it's going to be... Just uh, bring I'm, it down before you go under a bridge with that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to... Yeah, imagine gonna... the camera is going to be pretty high end, too, so you wouldn't want to... Exactly. Yeah. And it's got to be gimbaled because it's going to be, you know, that mass might be rocking. Oh, right. So any, you know, any movement in the van, even if someone like, you know, turns around in their chair, it's going to make that thing shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got to be on a a gimbal. So we're going to do all that. Um, But yeah, this uh, I I wish people were asking if I could do an EV conversion on it. Unfortunately, a vehicle like this, we're going to be taking this to Florida. We're going to be taking it to Vandenberg Air Force Base here this summer for Firefly. Hopefully Um, we're going to obviously be at Mars uh, in Texas. So there's just really no no solution right now at all that could get us there. Uh, it's already going to be a time crunch at, from time to time. Like right now, Firefly's next launch attempt, they're talking about maybe trying to fly uh, like in May or June or something. And SLS is also talking about flying in May or June. So my worst case scenario is I might have to drive, get this thing from Vandenberg, California to Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Uh, otherwise, we can't, you know, we can't stream then. So can you ship uh, it? <laughs> ship the van? Yeah. Because you can ship cars, and I I think last time a buddy had it done, it was like five hundred bucks to from like Boston to uh, Utah. So hmm. I mean, and then you could just fly, so you don't have to deal with like yeah, an eighteen or we, hour drive or whatever we, in a uh, not super comfortable vehicle. Maybe we uh you know hire a, a driver too, and just you know have them a have, pair of drivers or something drive it across the country. You know, professional yeah. drivers. That, yeah, because that, that might be a solution. I probably won't try to drive it for four days straight, but someone might want to. 
<laughs> that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, that, that that'd be brutal just trying to do that. Just the uh, the sitting there doing that, you know, listening to podcasts, our old podcast episodes or something. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of, we had some predictions a year ago. Oh, oh boy. yes, Joe. So while you were working on, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to hear any of this. I'm I'm going to get a, a live reaction here. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, about a year ago it was uh, beginning of May last year was our was our last show. And we made one year, five year, and ten year predictions. So we're close enough to that one year that we can at least tell like if our predictions were accurate or not. Mm-hmm. No, I think so. So this will be pretty fun. So Joe, we'll start with you. You said in one year there will be uncertainty in the economy. I think with inflation right now, that's. I think that's pretty. The gas prices being so variable and. Oh yeah, the war. Yes, <laughs> there's that. I didn't predict that, but that 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 doesn't help. Yep. Exactly. But that's not. You know what? That that's lame. That that's easy. That uncertainty is like. There's, there's gonna be uncertainty in the market. Oh geez, yeah. thanks, fortune cookie. You know. <laughs> yeah. It is a little bit fortune teller esque, like a cold reading. Just yeah, throw something out there that's no matter what. True. You're gonna have a birthday in the next year. Wow. <laughs> You will you will think about your finances sometime in the next year. <laughs> right. An unexpected event will take you for yeah. <laughs> um, all right. The next one you said Starship will have flown payloads. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. You should have done this and not let because I heard all mine already. So. I almost did a spit take. <laughs> you did almost do a spit take. Oh my god. Yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, I mean, I think we all did. Um, your next one was Cybertruck action. Specifically, you said Cybertruck action. So I don't know if you're wrong. We well, saw I was completely wrong because there's been no action on Cybertruck <laughs> whatsoever. Hey, we saw a big ugly windshield on it and some mirrors. That's action. <laughs> um, okay, the next one was space tourism. You said it in the next year we'll see some space tourism. And you that has happened. It. That yeah. definitely happened. Yep, that happened quickly. I mean, that was like yeah. two months later, you know, three months later, that was going. So now it depends on if people consider like Blue Origin to be space tourism, sure. technically in space, but Inspiration like, Four is definitely oh a civilian thing. Yeah, it's definitely the year of space tourism, in my opinion, for sure. Um, yeah, so that those were your your predictions. So you got one I'll and a half. One and a half. I'll say one and a half. Yeah. Out of what, four or five? Out of four. Yep. So, all right. Um, this was, these are my predictions. No, we'll go with, we'll go with Ben next. Ben's were short. Ben also said there would be an economic reckoning because of all of the crazy stuff from COVID that, but in the next yeah. year, we're really going to be feeling that. Mm. Kind yeah, of missed Joe. on that one. Well, yeah. I mean, I like, thought it, it would be more severe. I thought yeah, it would yeah, be. Yeah really bad i mean yeah inflation is nuts and now interest rates are rising and that's gonna cause but i think my miss was like i didn't anticipate the government continuing to prop up the economy for as long as it has and like is not slowing down it's just like oh hey more free money like i think uh in california everyone's getting a check for 400 dollars now because of gas prices are too high and so I'm like, but I don't, I don't use gas. It's like, doesn't matter. Everyone gets a check for 400 bucks. Oh, and there's another moratorium on eviction. So you can't be evicted for not paying rent. 
So imagine you're a landlord and it's been two years since you've been able to collect rent and you still can't like do anything about it. Nuts. So yeah, <laughs> I, I was wrong on that one. Damn, it happens. Your other prediction though was that there would be a crypto push slash a crypto rise. Yeah, I don't and know. I think from a year ago, we're probably we've kind of done this a little bit. I think I don't yeah. know if there's definitely not a rise. I think about a year ago, I feel like we almost peaked, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, I sold some Bitcoin at like forty five thousand dollars, and some friends of mine were like, "What are you doing? It's crazy!" And then like the next week, it was at sixty, and they're like, "See, you're an idiot!" And then then it was like the next week at twenty. I was like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> split the difference yeah. right there." So <clears throat> mixed, I would say on that. So half a point maybe. Yeah, it had its ups and downs, but it didn't like, yeah, it didn't become, I, I think you were in your head a year ago, you were thinking there's going to be a big economic like, collapse, like basically, mm -hmm. you know, an actual proper, uh, whatever recession. it's called, like yeah. recession. Yeah. Yeah. And that because of that, that would help increase the. the yeah, those two always go hand in hand, right? I mean, you look at like what happened in Venezuela. And then if you look at all the new crypto accounts and deposits coming from Venezuela during that same time, they all skyrocketed, right? I mean, if you're a rich person, you're, you're presumably not not a dumb dumb. And you're like, well, crap, this uh, currency I currently have a gobs of is going to be worth nothing. So what can I do? You know, and often if you're like, if you're a Russian oligarch, what are your choices right now? <laughs> you can't really buy, say, euros with your rubles or something. It's just not going to They're gonna be like, yeah, sorry, no, nah, dog, you can't just skirt this whole thing. So crypto is the answer for most people because there's no way to stop people from doing it, you know? Right. Now, if you consider NFTs to be crypto, those mm -hmm. did go. They're having a moment anyway this last so, year. Is, are they still? I feel like I haven't heard much about them since the Beeple. Um, well, I mean, it may have crested a bit, but it happened in this year. So, yeah, yeah. I'm That's giving you something here. Thank, thanks. That's what shout. Yes. By the way, I know everyone in chat's screaming about my mic. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know. It sounds totally fine here. Uh, I've reset everything at this point. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it sounds different to you guys than it does to streaming. Says it's excellent condition. So. <laughs> no, I mean it might be a little tinny, but it's not it's not bothering me or anything. Hmm. Well, anyway, well, there we go. NFTs were hot. None of us predicted that. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should have though. That was something you kind of saw the writing on the wall about. I remember like last winter, you know, January, February starting to see NFTs get pushed and being like, Oh, I could see this taking off. The the one thing related to all this that I thought was that I still find fascinating was the whole uh, uh, Reddit Wall Street bets thing and how that just like wow wow I mean I'm just sitting back with popcorn like wow look at this yeah. you know yeah. all of a sudden the common man is able to fight against the big institutional investors and then they got completely shut down <laughs> it's like oh yeah the house always wins guys don't forget yeah did you, you guys know? see uh, I forget his name why am I blanking I also have like the worst brain fog Ray Dalio's oh. thing no, yeah. like a young YouTuber is hilarious. Makes used to make crappy robots. Now he just does whatever he wants. But he put a pit a goldfish against Wall Street bets for buying stocks, <laughs> and then Love showed this. the portfolio to a professional uh, investor. And it's like, which which portfolio do you like better? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just to show how random it actually is. It was yeah, it was hilarious. Um, who is that? Why can't I think of his name? I know chat's going to mention it here, but, um, all right. Do you guys want to hear how I did? Yeah. Okay. 
because apparently I'm still a okay. Robot. So I got one and a half. What did Ben get? Ben yeah. got economic is half crypto push rise. Yeah, maybe half. a half, a quarter, one point two five. Yeah, but Ben's at point seven five. Oh, point. He, he he halved twice, so I'll give him one. How about that? <laughs> so my first prediction was Starship will have made it to orbit and landed and recovered from orbit. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. And <laughs> I said by next summer, so it's summer 2022, that they'll be have gotten really good at it. Mm. Yeah. So I definitely thought there was going to be a lot more Starship action in 2021 yeah. and early 2022. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. The next one I predicted will Starship will be or Starlink will be widely available and travelable. Okay. Things are. Ish. There are videos of that, right? Of yes, people driving with Starlink. So, okay. Yes, but it's not officially unreal. Like, they haven't done that on their end. Starlink hasn't made it. Like, SpaceX hasn't been like, okay, if you have Starlink, just go wherever you want now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it's So, you can hack them to do that. And it's amazing, but it's not, like, officially sanctioned. Um, the other thing is it's not widely available yet either. It's getting mm-hmm. there, but people still have huge back orders. And I think they only have about a quarter million users at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really curious to see the rollout of that. I'd love to see you know someone on their team do some kind of data to show because you know the the big promise was all the like rural type uh, environments where you can't really get higher speed internet like Tim at your house or now hallelujah by some divine intervention I have fiber at my house. I have no <laughs> idea <laughs> what happened there, but I'm like yeah now I have like no use for our Starlink at all. You know so see that's where I was always coming from. So I always thought Starlink was kind of a, a niche application for people in places that don't have ready access to internet. And I'm not saying that that doesn't make it, you know, valuable, but um, just for me personally, it was like, I, I kept getting all this, are you going to get Starlink? I'm like, why would I? I yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Other than just to test it out and try it, you know. Right. Can I share an anecdotal tip on Starlink? People were asking about this earlier in chat too, and I thought this was interesting. So, you know, I was mentioning that, that, stream from hell when I was trying to do SLS rollout and nothing went right. Uh, it's because our big like fallback was like, Hey, we've got two SIM cards, right? So we have like a Verizon and an AT&T card. We're like those bond. And then we're like, okay. Cause we didn't know where the press was going to be putting us for, for NASA's SLS rollout. We didn't know where exactly we're going to be. So we're like, well, we can't have like, we can't rely on, you know, renting like a, uh, a line of internet from at, you know, at the press site, because we might be way down the road. We actually thought we we're going to be like at the bend, which is like two miles away. Sorry, three kilometers away, basically, uh, you know, like halfway down the track of it going between the vehicle assembly building and pad 39B. And so we're like, we don't know what, you know, so we have to bring a battery. We have to be self-sustaining. We have to be able to like, you know, do whatever it takes to run the show completely untethered. That's what we just assumed. Right. Um, come to find out they took us only a quarter mile or 400 meters uh, away from the press site, just like through a field. And that's where we were. So we easily could have like, if we knew that we could have just had one, you know, our show stay back up, like at the press site plugged in, but our backup was like, Hey, we'll have Starlink though. At least Starlink in case, you know, the, the towers are, are garbage and we're not, we're not getting the links that we need. Uh, we'll have Starlink. Starlink will save our butts this time. Um, come to find out this was like my backup Starlink and it hadn't been opened in eight months. It was just sitting in a box. It was like our second one that we were planning to use for like Starship stuff. We we're going to put it out in the field. And since Starship hasn't flown uh, <laughs> since like mayor, you know, has not done anything since then. Uh, we just, I just had it sitting in a box. And so we go to, I go to, um, you know, open it up on lawn, on this rollout day uh, as soon as we get out there and, and plug it in and stuff and it's levels and does the stuff. And then nothing. 
just absolutely nothing. And so I'm like kind of messaging Starlink people going like, oh, guys know what's up? And they're like, yeah, we're not even seeing this device. And they're like, oh, in the account, it shows that it's on such an old firmware that it can't even update oh, itself. So I found it's a new been in the box for all the time. It's been in the box so long. So it was my <laughs> fault for not ever having checked it in the last eight months a little bit. But I also found a use case for them or like a new edge case of like, what if we have a box sitting in a warehouse for eight months and it's firmware so out of date it can't even update itself? Yeah, or just hmm. being disconnected for whatever reason. Like, let's say the power goes out or imagine you have a cabin and you only go there certain times a year. And yeah, so you're gone for six right. months at a time and you come back. Right. There could be... Yeah. like you know less edgy cases like more common cases where yeah that's, that could happen definitely definitely <laughs> um so that was that that up really upset me because i was like this is our this is our guarantee that we're at least because the the thing that i didn't plan on you know having cellular ne networks are amazing when you can bond them like that you know you normally get enough data between the two but uh and i was assuming like this rollout it's not a launch it'll be easy you know there's no one out here at the cape there's not you know, hundreds of thousands of people around the Cape trying to, you know, use their phones. What I didn't realize is that there'd be like 5,000 family members, team members and family members of SLS and Orion out there watching the rollout and all of them have their phones trying to stream it. <laughs> like it was not only a press event, it was also a big, big like public or, you know, private-ish public event or whatever. So there was like way worse network congestion than I had ever imagined. Mm -hmm. So um, Starlink hasn't quite saved my butt yet, but I think in the future with new proper Starlink, it will in those situations. So, <laughs> yeah. So what okay. predictions did you have? Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, and my last one. Oh, the last one was that the Soviet video will be done. Oh, oh okay. Nailed, Nailed that it. one. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally had one. And it was great. Thank you. It was a lot. That was way too much work. I never did. Last time we talked, I think it was at, I had just finished it, hadn't I? Or was I about to finish it? I think you were about you to had been it. about to finish it for about <laughs> six months. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think, yeah, last time we talked, I'm like, guys, it's still not done, but we I, let's let's catch up. Because that was like the thing I was like, let's do it like when I'm done. I'm finally going to like finish yeah. this. Like, sure. Yeah. Tim. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's what's that was my prediction. So I get one point. I'll give you that. Soviet video will be done. That's the only thing I got. We all did about the same then. Yeah. We're not very good at this. <laughs> well, well, unprecedented times. It's it's hard to uh, know what's coming up next, I guess. You know, yeah. I don't know. Should we do like our- When we did your, your Soviet rocket video, did you think that we would be in the Cold War again? Like, <laughs> Right. Right. Oh, my gosh. No, yeah. I didn't see that coming at all. And now I have- It's so funny because people will like, comment on that video today, and they'll be like, well, this is awkward and stuff. Or like, oops, better take this video down. I'm like- this is history. Like this has nothing to do with current events. And in yeah. fact, like this is Ukrainian history. You know, there's, uh, you know, Korolev was uh, from Ukraine. He's, you know, Ukrainian mm -hmm. born, like not talking about this history is <laughs> really doing a disservice. Um, yeah. It's just so funny when people like want to cancel the past because of current events, but mm -hmm. well, yeah, so I, uh... being canceled, you know, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it'll get, it'll get all of us eventually. Yeah. It's <clears throat> Dave reckoning. Should we should we try to predict one year from now then? Or like in the next seeing how we gotta do better. I like okay. the predictions. We just gotta do better at it. Uh, I, I will employ the uh the um price is right strategy. <laughs> one dollar. And and just yeah, I'll just I'll just bid a dollar on all these. 
<laughs> lowest possible common denominator. There will be a Falcon 9 launch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're going to launch some Starlinks. <laughs> predict. Well, um, hmm. I'm writing it to what? I mean, this is, you know, because there's so many things to, to think or talk about. I, I could give you some predictions on EVs because I've been you yes. know, obviously plugged into that. Ah, um, plugged in. <laughs> didn't even see it's just just natural now you, you know so evs are like the ev movement is i mean at least from the seat i'm in is coming fast and strong i mean i'm getting invited to all drive all these new cars and every one of them is like super impressive you know and and when i have them like i have a a, a 2022 mach-e showing up later today for a week loaner and i'll take a bunch of people around with uh in it and Every car I get, every person that's ever, because they've never like been in in any other EVs, they're like blown away by mm-hmm. all of them, and I think like that is just so. I feel like the EV movement's happening; it's really getting in, it hitting its stride now. Obviously, there's supply chain disruptions and all that, but Tesla delivered more uh, cars than ever last quarter. So, congrats to them. I mean, that is amazing, and I'm super stoked on that. So, like, my prediction, I guess, in the next next year is like may so someone was telling me that 99% of this is the 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 cherry picking of data that always gets me people i think marquez was saying this even and he quoted it from somewhere else saying that 99% of the cars on the road are are not electric today and you're like yeah but what you're talking about is like you know a hundred years of car sales that were not Mm -hmm. electric to get to 90 so having one percent of cars be electric is a huge milestone that is actually because if you look at new car sales we're at like three and a half percent depending on how you measure it right so i would say within the next year maybe we'll see new ev new car sales five percent we'll hit five percent in the u.s for for battery Electric vehicles, yeah, I'll say that. So you think in one year we'll be at five percent, or should we say like in the year of like for twelve months from now, we'll look back and go maybe twenty twenty two or something like that. We'll say we uh, will hit five percent of new vehicle sales in the U.S. New vehicle sales, I would say, yeah, not overall vehicles because then you're oh, talking right, about okay. like forty million vehicles or something right. crazy, yeah. right? You're not and in the not, U.S. right because Norway is ninety five percent. Well, yeah, and then if you and if you start to expand out, this is why I, I whenever I quote these numbers, I say they're fuzzy, right? Because it's like, well, okay, do you include like Western Europe only? What about Eastern Europe? What about what about Africa? What about Malaysia? What about India? You know, places where infrastructure isn't quite there, uh, and the economics certainly don't make sense for people to buy an electric car versus over like a super cheap Toyota, whatever, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So if you look like worldwide, like, oh, yeah, we're nowhere near that. But if you look at the U.S. only or Europe only, you can kind of, you know, have a better sense of like what the future holds for other nations. Um, but then again, I don't know if electrification really makes sense in like sub-Saharan Africa or some of these places right now because the just the energy sources themselves aren't even there right like they're barely coming into their own industrial revolutions and like this is part of the inequity and climate change that that people talk about how like yeah we can all sit here and say renewables are 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 the hot thing and everyone should do it how could you be doing coal but that's because we've already built this ginormous economy on the backs of of oil and gas and there are these other poor countries that are trying to do get to where we are and to deny them of that cheap access to energy yeah. is 
I don't know what you want to call it, colonialist or something. It's very like punching down at people. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Feedback loop. It's a negative feedback loop for them. Yeah. But... So, so, so then you look at it, you go, well, yeah, in sub-Saharan Africa, are people going to start buying electric cars tomorrow? I, I doubt it. Right. And it, it probably doesn't make any sense either. So, you know, but in the U.S., I'll say 5% new EV sales or new vehicle sales would be electric. Okay. Do you have any other predict- predictions? That's a long one prediction. <sighs> Mr. Chatmouth. I know. This I is know. I have so many podcast. thoughts. It wastes 45 minutes every time. I will post <laughs> more videos than Tim. <laughs> oh, post more videos than Tim. Produce videos, right? Not live streams, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fine because I haven't really had a live stream <laughs> up here, so. so. So far, I'm up. I've got like 10 up on you. <laughs> so <laughs> quick, get, get to producing. But it's from now. It's from today. Oh, okay, fair enough. One year from now, not this year. <laughs> Next week comes out Tim's 30-part series on <laughs> some new right. <laughs> rocket thing. Like, gotcha. Argentinian rocket history. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one sentence. Rockets. <laughs> um, is that all you got? Just two? Okay, yeah, let's That's do it. I, Joe, yeah. I don't want to spend an hour on this. Joe, what do you got? Jeez. Let's see. Next year is a midterm election year. Well, no, this year is a midterm election year. So by this point next year, um, America will have fallen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think there'll be a more turmoil because mm. of that over this next year. But uh, that's not really a prediction, is it? It's um, a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Elon buys Twitter 100% ownership. And yeah, I knew it. we were going to bring that up at some point. <laughs> uh wow man you caught me off guard i didn't really think about this you want me to go because last year i was in the middle last year you were first i was in the middle then ben this year we could just kind of reverse that if you want me to go so that you Uh, can i mean go ahead if you got something yeah i'll just give my space flight predictions basically um i think in one year from now i think sls will have flown that's hopefully that's a safe bet (laughs) i also think one year from now people on it or not no, no people. That's not even okay. in the cards at all. That's that, not even the card. Like, okay. Artemis 2 isn't even scheduled scheduled for 2024. So you know that ain't happening right now uh, in the mm-hmm. next year. Uh, my other prediction, I, I this is a safe bet. I think Starship Super Heavy, full stack Starship, will have left the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Be- meaning it got lifted onto the launch mount. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. Uh, under... under I'm going to say um, rocket power okay. under rocket power. So not like, yeah, no, no shortcuts here. No crane lifts or anything like that. Cause we've seen the full stack now twice um, or three times now. We've lost track already. It's crazy. Um, let's see. I think that I think in one year from now, uh, we better be seeing a cyber truck delivery in one year. See, I didn't even want to touch that. Cause I'm just like, I have no idea. I know. I'm still going to say it. I have faith. Cybertruck delivery, like to a customer. I think you owe me some yeah. push-ups too, by the way. I do. I but, but, like, but like you mean um, to an actual customer, not just like to Kimball Musk or something like that. Yeah, like like the Plaid event where it's like 20 people get their car and they're, gotcha. the only, they're hand-built 20 or whatever, but at least it counts or something. Sure. Um, yeah, people are <laughs> saying that I shouldn't predict anything about Tesla. It's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
let's see. That's how I feel about everything right now, though. Yeah. That's why when you asked me, I was like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like everything. The world so... will be spinning still. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I'll do one more. I'm just trying to think of like what else is. Um, I uh, let's see. Okay, my last prediction is that. Uh, oh man. Oh, here we go. I think Rocket Lab will successfully catch a rocket this year, like in the next mm. year. That'd be cool. They're trying to do that with their next launch. They're going to be trying to catch it. This with the parachute thing and the helicopter and all that. Whole deal. Yep, the helicopter and everything this time. Um, yeah, that's that's mine. That's my final one. Because even if they don't do it on this one, I, I have, you know, faith that they'll figure it out in the next one. How yeah. light is that rocket that a helicopter can just carry it? It's less than a, a metric ton, empty. Okay. It's only like, yeah, like. Uh, you know, about 2000 pounds or something. So yeah, it always blows me away how small it is because you just see it up on the stand and there's no scale. Like if it was sitting next to a Falcon nine, it wouldn't be halfway up. Would it like, Oh no. Yeah. Like boosters, uh, the booster itself is like the size of one of the landing legs of Falcon nine. Right. I mean, it's teeny, teeny, tiny little boy. Put put the Hummer EV next to it and they'd be about the same height. (laughs) (laughs) But but can it crab walk? (laughs) Yeah. Well, with those uh, the mechanum wheels or whatever, it sure can. <laughs> there you go. Factory, when I I got to push one around and it was on those you know those wheels that can go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh degrees. nice. You know, so cool. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay, there it is. All right, there we go. All right, Joe. Midterm elections will cause turmoils. What we have so far. Uh, that's the lamest prediction ever. Of course it is. But uh, <laughs> give us like no. no seriously like, though, I'm I'm really I'm really struggling with this because like like I I made a joke about it a second ago. But like everything that I that comes to my head, I look at I look, you know, a year out, and I'm like I have no idea. Mm. I'm just I don't know. Things do feel extra unpredictable these days. Mm-hmm. Uncertain. I feel like COVID, in general, I've just sub, kind of sub, stopped sub, trying pretty. to figure it out. I'm just like riding the wave, you know. Ooh, here's one that no one's touched. Well, the what? What are those Tesla? The other cells, the forty-eight eighties or whatever. Forty-six eighties. Do you think any cars with those batteries will ship this year and the next year? I thought they, they were already doing that. No. Tim acts like he knows something we don't. No, I actually don't know. Uh, I, I kind of thought they hadn't yet. I thought those were like well, yeah. the first ones were coming out of Giga Texas. Oh right. But I thought. So I don't think any cars from Giga Texas. I don't think there's been any official announcements, but probably people with like little camera robots that they're driving through the factory to get like spy shots of everything. And Tesla's like totally cool with that. Like probably those (laughs) kind of things are happening. But like, Uh I don't think they've come out and said, hey, here it is. Right. You know, they should make a beer called 4680. That is the same size can as the battery. Wouldn't that be a great idea? Yeah. Like the best merch, you know. Yeah. And everybody could feel like Andre the Giant. Yeah, you know that photo of him holding a beer, and it's like, like tiny well, beer, like overlapping. Did yeah. you see like the Shack water bottle one where where, where it's like this? He's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a normal size water bottle. He's just uh, like, oh, yeah, and he's he's pokering up. Yeah, classic. I, I will make a bold prediction. Actually, this just came to okay, me. Here we go. Uh, I will finally get solar installed on my house. Oh. Did you ever decide which one you were going with? I mean, I know we talked about it. Oh, no, times. I've already paid for it. <laughs> oh, geez. Tesla? So this is a safe prediction, hopefully. No, no, it's not Tesla. That's the thing. I didn't go with Tesla because I figured it'd be a big, long way to get it. Yeah. And it's being held up by the city of Dallas permit stuff. It's in permit hell. Is it on your roof yet, though? No. 
Oh, weird. Out here, what they do is they'll install it, and then, like, it's working and doing all the things. They're like, you can't officially turn it on until the permit gets approved. I've heard of that, yeah. You know, but they're like, it's up there. It's all good to go. So Yeah. That's the way to do it. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, this process started in October. Oh, God. Yeah. Summer's coming. Oh. Now's Someone, the time to Someone's buy frustrated. Well, yeah. and over the like the last few months, like last it was last February when we had that big storm that knocked out everybody's power and stuff. And, and we've had a few blow through and and I'm sitting here like my power goes out, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get uh, a home battery too? Yeah, and I think that might be part of what's tripping them up. Um trip, like, like huh? trip the power. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, why, why don't you just install like a, a, a oil refinery in your backyard like a normal Texan? Like a normal what's Texan, yeah. <laughs> I know. Which which battery system are you gonna be using? It's the Generac uh, power. That's called power, power cell. cell or something like yeah. that. Um, if you look, I'm I'm gonna be using those EcoFlows like I mentioned for the van, but those can also yeah. power a house too, and they're pretty inexpensive. Not really, Not really like the like, full house though. You you need like six. You would need four of them basically to do right. one firewall's worth of mm. work, but yeah, they could power your house for a couple hours. Honestly, just buy a Ford Lightning at this point. I know. <laughs> like, I know. dude, I I mean, I I love the Rivian. It is it is incredible. It is the Tesla truck. If Tesla made a truck, this yeah. is what it would be. Like, everything about it. It's like it's even a bit better in in some ways than what I imagine Tesla would do. But I'm looking at the Lightning going it's like 20 grand cheaper and it can power my house. Yeah. I mean, it is a it is hard to argue against the economics of that vehicle. Seriously. You can say you don't like it, and you can say that blah 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 about Ford, but the economics of it are mm. kind of hard to beat. Even if you like reserve fifty percent for driving and only use fifty percent as your battery storage, that's still sixty kilowatt hours. That's like yeah, if Powerwall's worth it. <laughs> yes, way more than you need. Way yeah. more. Yeah. I mean, that's enough to power a, ho- a normal house for you know two or three days. Like that's I'm trying. I'm trying to work a deal with them where we can actually set one up at my house to do a video on. Um, but of course you have to like do a bunch of stuff to your house. You have to like have a, uh, a, a sub panel and transfer mm-hmm. switch and inverters and blah, 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 all the things. But Sunrun apparently has that all dialed in. They're partnered with Sunrun and they're just like, you know, Sunrun will handle it. And I'm like, okay, give me a contact at Sunrun. Well, let's make this happen. I want to show this working for real, mm-hmm. not the marketing crap that you guys spit out, which Every automaker does it where here's all this stuff and you get it and you're like, eh, it's close, mm-hmm. right? It's never a hundred percent. So <laughs> I want to see that in real life. Cause if so, that is just, that's a mic drop, you know, now it's like, well, I mean, Rivian was never going to compete with Ford anyways. Um, you know what I mean? It's a lifestyle vehicle. Uh, it's not meant to do any of that things, but with Tesla, with the Cybertruck, I, I would have to imagine they would want to build something like this in, especially considering they're, or like, we'll just give you a free power wall with the Cybertruck or something. I don't know. So you unnecessary know. when you have that big, you know, the battery right there. Like, uh, I, here's here's something I really, I, I want to actually like push Elon on this because there could be billions. We've, we've mentioned this on the show, but I keep thinking about it more and more now. There's like over a million Teslas on the road. Imagine if they could sell energy back to the grid and, you know, they just work a flat rate out, you know, based on locations or whatever that they charge the user to be able to sell it back to the grid. Just a few pennies or whatever, you know, a kilowatt hour and, you know, just sell it as a service. And they, you know, so they just take a little off the top there. I mean, they that, that could be hundreds of millions or billions of dollars of revenue on stuff already existing product. It's just sitting out there. 
Yep. That could make them one of the biggest utility companies just by literally a relatively simple thing, you know, sell people a $500 converter box too for their house and then then flip that switch and make them, you know, sign a year agreement or something at first. Um, yeah, then... I, I mean, yeah, I did a whole video on this. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. Um, it, it, and it also would go way further to decarbonizing our grid. Um, stabilize our grid. And stabilizing it, yeah. Yeah, and so, but now the challenge is you'd have to install new equipment in the car and then you would have to install some stuff at your house that would be quite a bit more than 500 bucks in the car because of the inverter that's what i was wondering would they need to recall the cars and install like a new inverter or something so to my knowledge the charging so you know when you plug your car into your charger at your house that thing is not a charger that's like a safety right. mechanism basically yeah. the charger which converts the energy from ac to dc for your battery is inside of the car yeah. this is why like a standard range model 3 charges at 32 amps and uh, an old Model S charges at 80 amps, right? Because it has dual chargers built into the car. So so that's how the tech works. So in order for that, it, my understanding is in order for that um, that charge to go the other way, you have to have bi-directional charging built into that equipment. So there would have to be new chargers built into, made into the car. Unless they did that and didn't announce it, which seems stupid because they're like removing every possible little thing they can to save money, I doubt they would just like throw in this extra thing, which costs a lot for no reason. Unless they planned on exactly this whole concept. Yeah, but, but it's, we're, we're past that point. We're, like we're past the point where that, like we're at, I mean, the point of where it was like, hey, let's announce this. Cause wouldn't you make that a selling feature from day one and be like, yo, not only that, it's going to make you money and you can just power your house. You what I mean? Tesla would have done would be, they would have sold you with that, coming like a, as a software update this, yeah this is later. coming in a software update but it has the hardware for it yeah but uh right so i don't think the cars have that uh, otherwise we would have known about it um in so which case it would be a bigger uh, problem but but still it, it, all that said you're still 100 percent right they could still absolutely do it like and especially how how you know tesla fans are like if they offered you the ability to pay more money for something that you like rarely need people would sign up forever like they would totally be be up for that um and then the virtual power plant thing is the actual term used for the thing you're talking about where like your home battery currently your tesla power walls can sell energy back to the grid and you get paid from that the way it works is like they're doing this in massachusetts for example where you enroll in it and then the local power utility will buy energy from your power walls they notify you when they're they're going to need it and then that money goes to tesla tesla i assume takes some sort of ch uh, cut out of it and then they pay you um, I, I interviewed a guy that did it and he did it two events in one year, two times. They took money, uh, took energy out of his power wall. He got 700 bucks for the year and he <laughs> did not know at all. Like it was just a normal day. It wasn't like storm coming or anything weird. It was literally just like, so, you know, and it, so it saves the, the grid operator money because it's cheaper to buy the energy from you. And then you make money out of the whole deal. I mean, it's just like a win all win, the way around. Win, 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 win. Yeah. So if you could offer a package, even if it were like a $5,000 upgrade, and then you could say now you're going to be part of this virtual power plant thing, helping do all the like, you know, eco-friendly things that you want to do. Plus, you can make that money back within a couple of years, likely. I think it would be people would sign up in droves. I don't think it's a, a even a question whether or not it'd be a success. Yeah. Maybe maybe that'll be announced at the Giga Party on Thursday. Oh, is that Thursday? Yeah, I thought it was this weekend. Giga Texas Thursday. 
No, Yuri's mm. night is this weekend. You should drive up to LA and party at Yuri's night. Mm. You know, if I'm leaving so my house, I'm, I'm doing something other than partying with a bunch of space nerds. Sorry. <laughs> I love you, Tim. <laughs> I can't believe you. So we're just going to uh, have to bring the party to you. Yeah. Yuri's night at Ben's house. <laughs> let's do like, it. Hey, everyone. Let's go a two-hour detour south. We're going to show up at Ben's house at, at midnight. Oh, great. Yeah, my, my wife would uh, would love that. Yeah, and you would love that. Um, so do you, let's keep talking about stuff that happened. Ben, did you realize, I've been mentioning the SLS rollout. Did you realize Space Launch System is like, they're working on trying to get that baby up to actually launch? Are, are we, w- did we have a bet one time about which would go first? SLS oh, yeah. I think or we Starship, did. yeah, yeah, and and it was like laughable, like pff, no, no way, SLS wins this race. Yeah, <laughs> and now we're like, uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely winning the race. Even though just this week we've had they're they're working on doing the right now they're so they rolled the rocket out. They they finally fully assembled the rocket in the vehicle assembly building, just like old school NASA days. It was gorgeous. I mean, you can't help. I should just look up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Discord, find me a pretty blog link from NASA or something, please. That shows us just so we can have good visuals. But, you know, they did it like the old school way by by having a platform in the high bay, in one of the high bays, uh, the vehicle assembly building. And then they stacked the rocket. They stacked the, the solid rocket boosters. Then they got the core up there and they put the, uh, the ICPS, the interim cryogenic propulsion stage on it. And then they put Orion on top of that. And it just is, it's epic. You can't help. I don't care if you hate SLS and Orion, you see these images and it just brings up all the feels. It brings up exactly the blend of like the Saturn V and, and the space shuttle, you know, because they used to be integrated in that same building in a very similar fashion. And it feels so good, honestly. So tell uh, me, uh, you've referenced it many times, this this live stream that went so awry, like, because I, I, I think I know what you're talking about because I, I, I clicked over to your channel because it was like, oh, they're rolling out the SLS and it was just like a shot of the VAB for like four hours. Yeah. Is that, pretty, is that what we're talking about here? Yes. And that was that was on purpose for our stream. We just had it waiting there because they're going to be rolling it out of the VAB. Yeah. And that was, we did a, a thing where we did have like a stream running, uh, like leading up to it. And then we were going to kind of take the stream over and have it be hosted. That didn't really happen. Um, so we just had to stay on that one camera and it got down to like one frame a second occasionally. So that wasn't great. <laughs> so it was, it was um, technical issues. This was down in Florida? This is at Florida, yeah, at Kennedy Space Center. And you were trying to use Starlink there? Yes, which again it had nothing to do with the Starlink coverage. It had to do with our our specific Starlink dish. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, just that it hadn't been updated in that long. But the the moral of the story is SLS finally left the vehicle assembly building, went to the pad. That's that's what we were there to see, and it was it was awesome. I mean, it really was like, uh, it was so fun. Um, I, I mean, I was obviously like stressed, but then once I realized like we don't have any choice, I, I like switched out of that mode. Luckily, like I didn't get myself too down and I just really enjoyed watching a mega rocket roll out in front of me. You know, uh, it just felt like history. It felt like, um, you know, yeah. So the vehicle's out of the pad right now and they're working on what's called the wet dress rehearsal. So basically doing everything in the countdown except for lighting the engines, right? And assuming all goes well, they're looking at like, about a six week turnaround once it comes back in. Um, so that it'll likely, you know, assuming this wet dress rehearsal gets going better and get, you know, goes as planned, uh, the rocket will roll back to the pad in the next week or so. Uh, there was actually a big NASA conference that I missed just now that I w- will probably catch up on kind of catching us up with to date, but um, hopefully 
um yeah hopefully that happens and hopefully this thing launches in like june or something you so know they roll it back into the vab yeah they'll roll it back into the vab they okay. don't want it sitting out there for you know longer than necessary it almost got hit by lightning the other day like the oh yeah lightning towers did strike really big they said it's the biggest bolt of lightning to hit a, an active pad like in i don't remember how many years but it was huge wow. and luckily they had upgraded the the towers for this the lightning protection towers and had they not done that it likely would have struck the the rocket and been very bad i always wonder <laughs> after like, all that time they finally get it out there just <laughs> god strikes it out yeah. of the just God's like f this rocket in particular <laughs> <laughs> yeah how do those meetings go you know, it's like, oh, well, before we roll it out, we better upgrade the lightning rod tower. And they're like, what? Who who let this guy in? And then <laughs> here we are. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And now he's walking around like, yep, I need a raise. You know? <laughs> exactly. that one. What even is that? Yeah. yeah. In the lightning capital of the world. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that brings us uh, real quick. I just wanted to bring up Starship. Um, so last time, like, what, you know, last time we spoke, they had stacked B4 and S20. That was Booster 4 and Starship 20. Um, and that stacked a few times. They stacked it up again for the presentation. Um, and they used like the, the, the chopstick arms and everything. Uh, mm -hmm. it, was, it was really cool. And so they're actually getting closer to you know being able to do something out there. Um, yesterday, though, it was just like a couple weeks ago, Elon announced, though, that that will not be the rockets that will fly. They will not be flying Booster 4 and S20. It's antiquated hardware at this point. Um, though that B4 and S20 could only use Raptor 1, and they have enough, they're coming up on enough Raptor 2s to actually do a Raptor 2 flight. And Raptor 2 is an upgraded, simplified, better version of Raptor 1. A lot more thrust, a lot more, way simpler. Like, it's hilarious how simple it is and stripped down. Like, it just looks like a totally clean engine compared to this, like, rat's nest of an engine before. But they still haven't uh, flown one yet. They still haven't flown one, but they're well into like testing it. I mean, they've put a lot of tests out there, and uh, I guess considering, fired. yeah, like well, not uh, not on a rock, not integrated onto a rocket, but just mm -hmm. doing a lot of ground tests. What were you saying? So my Joe? concern, my concern is always okay. Um, they've had one successful landing. Great, great. <laughs> yeah. Not trying to downplay it, but like so many of the launches had like an engine that went out or started, you know engine rich combustion happening yep. you know and yep. and and the green plume and whatnot and it's like i always felt like you know they they got that one landing it's like okay well now we're gonna sell the stuff up and in my head i was like but you, aren't you still having some issues with the engines like they, they they still feel very um developmental yeah yeah and i guess my question Beta. is like so now we're gonna put version two on there and of course it's an improvement you know we hope but it's like but it hasn't even flown yet. I so I, I see exactly what you're saying. Um, I think Raptor One was a lot more developmental than like, and a lot more iterative than Raptor Two. I think Raptor Two is a little more of like, we know what we're doing by now. Okay. Um, you know, supposedly it starts up a lot cleaner. Doesn't have those issues of like just not starting, like Raptor One did. Like they got that figured out. <laughs> seems like um, a problem. Fairly seems like a. Seems like a good thing to have solved. Um, it just has a lot more. Uh, it just, I think at this point, it's it's actually just more robust. It's just a better engine. Period. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of ground. I mean, they have been firing that thing like every day out at McGregor. I mean, there's a lot of time on it. Now, granted, at the event that was held uh, last month or two months ago, whenever that was now, um, Elon said that there's still a problem with it melting. He's basically <laughs> like, yeah, it melts all the time still. 
but it's like yeah so i don't know you're right but i i think like it's i, I can't believe they landed it once and said that's good enough you'd think they'd want some repeatability and just be like that's where know, i'm coming from yeah yeah like we know for a fact we can actually do this but i think for them i think they're just like we might as well just do this at scale because like mm-hmm. if we can do it we know like at least we can test other things while trying to see if we can do it again, I guess. Mm. So um, what's going to happen now is they are working on, they just rolled out B7. It's a new booster that has, instead of 29 Raptor engines, has 33. And they're Raptor 2 versions, which are already like 20% more powerful than Raptor 1. So it has more engines, more powerful. This thing is getting properly ridiculous. Like, (laughs) Was this? The proper amount of ridiculousness. Yes. Was this the whole thing about if they don't get this right, the company won't survive kind of a thing? It was a problem with the Raptor 1. So Elon tweeted, like, if we don't figure out Raptor 2, we'll go bankrupt. Mm. That's what he he said. He tweeted that. He tweeted that. Um, I thought it was an internal email that went around. It might have been an internal. You're right. I thought it was something that got leaked. Yeah, because that would be ridiculous. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to tweet internal company news. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's what he does. That but like, well, as an employee, he'd be like, "Can you just email me? Like, can that's I just know that every day on Twitter for people that work at SpaceX? So like, I learned about this thing from a tweet, like every oh day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. we're gonna try to catch it. Everyone's like, "What? Yeah, it's <laughs> <was> like never <laughs> first we heard of it. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> yeah, or like a lot of those things where it's like, well, we decided we're gonna try to catch this one next, like our first one or whatever." And yeah, people like, because that might be something that he just talked about in a meeting three minutes ago, walked out, sitting on the toilet, and is like just letting everyone <laughs> know that that's what they're going to do now, you know? <laughs> and so it is literally news to people. But the point is, um, they have still learned a ton between Booster 4 and Booster 7. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, yeah, I, I'm i hopeful that Booster 7 actually leaves the ground with S24, Starship 24. They can't use Starship 20. I actually hoped for a little while they'd fly S20, Starship 20 on its own, because um, that was a rumbling. We were hearing this little bit of a, a rumor that that was something they were considering. It was just flying, kind of doing another hop, but like higher than they had before mm. to start, because that's the S20 has full sheet, heat shields. So, you know, mm. they could definitely get some data out of it, just flying it higher and putting some some new stresses on the heat shield. Um, so that would be, it's, I mean, granted, that's all it would really test because those engines are, you know, they don't really care about those engines anymore. They're all version, excuse me, no, they're all version one Raptors. So like, they don't really care. So they're not going to yeah. get any data out of that. The only thing they would get data out of is like, how do these heat shields hold up? And they're like, I don't know. It seems yeah. insane. Yeah, I mean, and the higher you go, the harder the to nail the landing is, right? Because you have more uh, momentum. The landing, actual landing portion is about the same because it, mm. it slows down enough by that point. The... The thing that's harder is the amount of heat that the vehicle and uh, the pressure, the dynamic pressure that the vehicle receives right. at altitude. So that's why, like, uh, that's what becomes harder and harder is the higher you go, the faster you go, uh, the more uh, the more the vehicle will heat up on, on reentry. So um, if they fly it, you know, right now, like the, the test that they've done really didn't heat up Starship almost at all, you know, relatively speaking. Right. Um, but if they flew it, let's say they even just did one where they flew it instead of 10 kilometers to 50 kilometers uh, and just let it drop straight back in, you'll you'll get some more data out of that. And definitely high dynamic pressure loads that would, you know, let them know if are these heat shields just going to fly off at the first sight of, you know, <laughs> which is a, a real concern. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, people are saying no landing legs on ship 20. They don't. But 
they don't care about it. They they could just t- dump it in the ocean. They could just land it on its skirt and let it blow up. They don't care. I mean, Whatever happened to that? Barely had landing legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like the landing legs mattered on the other ones. <laughs> yeah, well, that that was still a thing that they were I think considering was just letting it dump in the ocean and and just go and retrieve it later. You know. No, I mean um, they were going to buy those oil rigs and start landing them out there, right? Is that still um, a thing? Launching and landing. Um, yeah. Ish. I mean, it's it's something that I think they they own. They own two of them. They've kind of leveled the one out, and the other one's just kind of sitting there. Um, but I think it's like at this point, what it really appears to be is they don't want to even. They have to have the whole thing like figured out and solved and and ready to go before they try. Because think about how much like right now. Just imagine the operations of trying to launch from Starbase is like every twenty minutes, vehicles driving back and forth getting parts, doing this, blah, 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 right? If that's 20 miles out in the ocean and you have yeah. to grab a wrench and then also grab a different valve back at Starbase, like that's a that's a much different thing. So you want to figure it out in the convenient place. Once yeah. you have a system that's all the kinks are worked out, then build the launch, the mobile launch platforms, you know? Don't try and do that on your first one. And for that same reason, they're also building a pad at Kennedy Space Center, right on 39A, right where they launched Super or Falcon Heavy and Crew Dragon capsules on Falcon 9. Now, here's this is my personal opinion and my personal bet. I've never heard anything like this. Um, a lot of people are conspiring or thinking that you know the FAA is intentionally holding up Starship launches from Starbase at this point. You know, saying that they, uh, you know, the government's working to make sure that SLS launches first because otherwise we'll lose funding and all this stuff. I think the reality is, first off, for the Artemis program to succeed, they are relying on Starship because Starship is their lunar lander. Right. So if they hold up progress on that, they're holding up progress in Artemis. So I don't think there's any conspiracy <clears throat> there. The other thing is both NASA and the Department of Defense likely doesn't want Starship launching for the very first time, trying to land for the very first time on the only current launch pad that can fly humans to the ISS. <laughs> the only launch pad right now that can fly heavy payloads for the Department of Defense. I don't think they're going to be like, yeah, why don't you try launching the world's biggest, most powerful rocket ever, ever, ever. And then also just let it fall down right next to our <laughs> own piece of infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. I think it's in the government, in NASA and uh, and the Department of Defense's best interest to do all of that dangerous testing, all of the crazy, like, you know, uh, yeah, like the first. The, the, the Wiley launching, Coyote stuff. The, all the Wiley Coyote stuff. Do that at Starbase. And I think it's absolutely in their best interest. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think I, I don't think there's any conspiracy. I think it's just taking a lot longer than anticipated to actually, you know, get the data back for the FAA and the environmental assessment. And assuming that goes well, and I think there's actually a lot of pressure for it to go well. I don't think the FAA is trying to hold them back. It's just but see, logic. Logic doesn't ever matter to conspiracy theorists. Come on. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily a conspiracy theory. I mean, it's more just like I, I see the writings on the wall. I see why people think that yeah. it feels political. It, um, you know, Elon's been upset at the FAA before for them being slow to authorize launch licenses and stuff. So it, you know, it feels, it feels like that, and I get it. But I really just, I, I don't actually think it's like an intentional thing. I really think it's like there's just a lot of paperwork. There was like thousands of hours of. A public feedback about Starbase, you know, so they had to like go through every comment. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I I think it's yeah. Um, we'll see though, because I, I really think the government needs, you know, there's a lot of interest in Starship for the Department of Defense too. Like they want to land that thing, they want to be able to land that thing and 
deploy troops and you know deploy seriously weapons. yeah that seems insane you're it's talking about like the point to point earth travel yeah. stuff yeah the department of defense literally put some like 150 million dollar investment I mean, how many troops could you even land like a thousand yeah that's something yeah <laughs> they're cannon fodder you just you just put them in the thing and shoot it. it yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Know. I just have a, a. It just seems insane to me that that would be like, hey, there's a giant rocket coming at us. <laughs> maybe maybe not a thousand, but maybe maybe hundred <laughs> because it has a thousand cubic meters of pressurized volume ish versus, versus like uh, I mean how it, yeah, seven forty seven has roughly the same amount and it holds about four hundred eighty or something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I assume the whole um, hold up with Boca Chica was with the FAA was just simply because like, you know, um, Kennedy Space Center, Cape Canaveral, whatever you want to call it, like it's got 60 years of infrastructure build up and it's just like that's sort of zoned for space travel and stuff. And it's they, they know it's safe and it's good to go and everything, whereas Boca Chica is like this brand new place. And don't they have to kind of fly this weird trajectory to go over the the Gulf of Mexico and kind of shoot the needle between Florida and Cuba and stuff like that. Like it's just this brand new area where they've never launched from. So of course it's going to be, you know, a lot of, and, uh, and to be clear, the, what they're clearing right now and what's been in the works for months and months and months is actually just their environmental assessment, the initial uh, yeah. environmental assessment. It's the assessment to know if they need to do more of an assessment. Oh, <laughs> That's wow. all they're working on right now. So yeah. what will come out of this and what was supposed to happen in first at the end of February, then at the end of March, now at the end of April, they keep pushing it back, is um, they'll come back and either say, hey, we need to do an enhanced environmental review, which might take two years. Yeah. Or they're going to say, hey, you're good to go. And now uh, the next thing they'll have to then do is a launch license per vehicle. And the launch license, that's where they actually will do the study on like, what is the risk to public and property, public property and, and, and public lives? Um, they don't really care about will SpaceX blow up their own pad. They they don't mm -hmm. care about that. Mm -hmm. um, that now they do care about if they blow up something. What's the environmental impact? That's what they're doing right now. You know, like right. what happens with all of the methane, all the oxygen, all the blah blah blahs are toxic fumes that are gonna kill everything in a five mile radius. Right. Um, that's what the environmental impact is for. Uh, but the the actual launch license is to make sure that uh, one, if one of these things, what are the odds of it going off course, blowing up? Uh, half of soft pottery island you know that's that's what um that's what the next step is too so there's there's a lot more to do that's why when people are like oh the faa is totally holding them back um yeah it's like you haven't seen a you haven't seen nothing yet <laughs> 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 they can hold a lot more back but also yeah. um the you know the, the vehicle's not ready either so the vehicle and the launch pad the launch pad is finally getting what feels like it's closer to being ready but it's still not not quite this ready. sounds this sounds like the arguments against uh that full self-driving isn't here because of the regulators yeah when you're like yeah it also isn't like <laughs> here either <laughs> it's not like ready perfect and yeah it's just like why isn't it approved yet yes you know exactly very very similar things in my opinion yeah although i guess waymo is what you could call actual self-driving it's happening i just saw that they're now doing it in san francisco let's go um yeah. Which and, the, and then there was a funny article, I think it was on The Verge or something, about how all the Waymos tend to get lost in this one street in San Francisco, and they all go down here and turn around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's because like, something about it, you know? It's like, oh, man. That'd be one of those things, like, can't they just hard code that? Just, like, make an exemption in the coding? I don't know how this stuff works, but... 
I don't, you yeah, know, it's because it's at thing. a 45 degree angle. <laughs> it's like the streets in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. They that all stuff think- is fascinating. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But that's kind of our, uh, our mega rocket update for Q1 <laughs> last Q2 2022 is, uh, they're both doing stuff and it's exciting. It's the most exciting paint drying watching you can possibly do right now. You know, just that doesn't even seem, it doesn't even seem bad though. Like I know we, they built a new football stadium here. They're building one here in San Diego and that took three years of an environmental impact report. And there was a previously a football stadium there. Like it was the same, (laughs) like, Oh my gosh. They like demoed one and are building a new one. And it was a three year process to do the environmental impact report. And they're like, and, and I know people that like own the sports franchises are like, it's a renovation. Think of it like a renovation. Like there's a house. I'm building a new house right next to it. Okay. Right. You know, gosh. So it's it's taken six months just to get the permit approved for my solar. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, so two years. Is Joe bitter about this? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Speaking of bitter, uh, (laughs) Elon bought Twitter or sort of bought Twitter. Now he's on the board. Twitter. Right. I don't think he's actually on the board. He's a non. He is. is no. He? Today, well, I, I woke up this morning to a thing. Elon joins Twitter's board. Makes sense. Oh, it just happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? I mean, does it matter? I know he had been tweeting about something um, about uh, Twitter previously, and people thought he was going to create a new social network or something like that. Um, will this matter at all? Like, is this even worth talking <laughs> about? Like. I know some people are like, this is the end of free speech. And other people are like, bring Trump back. Yeah. Or you the, know, so you kind of have free speech is what some people are saying, you know? Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Well, that's how he framed it in his in his tweet about like, do you think that Twitter upholds the the ideals of free speech? And and I, I always keep coming back to like, they're a private company. Free The freedom of speech is about the government censoring you, not any private company censoring you, which (laughs) you can disagree with their decisions all you want, but you know, which I guess maybe it was the point of the tweet. But whenever I hear the whole freedom of speech thing, it's like, it's always applied to something that's not what it was originally about, like the first amendment and all that. Exactly. Yeah. But it's also, it also is scary though, when uh, a company has that much power too. Like it's a There's some that make the argument that social media should be considered a utility. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. These days, at this point, hundred percent. You know, that's an interesting discussion. It's yes, it's not a government thing, but kind of is. Like all of our politics. Think about how much like these days, pol- you know, social media platforms is the way political matters are given to the people these days. You know, mm-hmm. it's used as a. You've got you've got your Russian bots planting stuff on Facebook <laughs> that my dad yeah. shares, and then, <laughs> and then my uncle shares, and then here we are. They're directed yeah. specifically to uh, uh, dads and uncles. the The funny thing that I think about, and I guess if you if you zoom out a little bit, like Twitter is still a really small player. Like even when when uh, Elon was saying it's the public whatever there's I was just checked there's 330 million users on it which sounds like a lot but not really right considering Facebook is at like two billion users mm-hmm. a month and YouTube is even more than that I mean so I mean although YouTube's very different in terms of what it what it offers but point being like 
I think people that are on Twitter that are really into Twitter want you to think that Twitter is the most important thing out there. And then once you're off of it, like I've been off of it since November ish, and I don't think about anything on Twitter at all. It does like doesn't even the only time anything ever matters is when it's like so and so said this on Twitter, and it's like a news story, you know. I, I mean, so so I don't know. So like, what algorithms really influence the world more than others? I mean, if you're on Twitter following all this stuff you know, 24 seven, then it may seem like, yes, it's super important, but in the macro scale, like it clearly is not, I mean, like I, I'm, I, I don't even have to look, I'm sure like WeChat has like, you know, five X the number of monthly active users than Twitter does or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like totally censored. So I don't know. I mean, will it matter? It'd be well, funny if he deleted it. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> be like, yeah, this platform sucks. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, like we were talking before, like that's basically how he runs his company through Twitter. That's how he puts out like notices and people who work there find out things through Twitter. So he's basically like folding that into his ecosystem mm -hmm. in a way. So uh, what I would like to see him do, let me talk about what I, the positive that I can see coming from this. Um, you know, he cares a lot about bots. He's complained a lot about bots. You see a crypto bot underneath every tweet of his. Every tweet of mine is now followed by some fake Elon thing. It's just, it's, it's insane. And the worst thing is the worst offense is when you see 50 that say that the name is Elon Musk and they all tweet the exact same thing. Like, I'm sorry, I'm no data scientist, but I think I could write something in five minutes that prevents if within a three second window, we have 50 accounts doing the exact same thing with the same profile picture and the same exact name. Maybe that's suspicious. I don't know. Mm. Like these algorithms already I exist. The things that detect random charges on your credit card from whatever out of the billions of transactions that happen on credit cards a day, it, it's yeah. and it's not even hard for them, right? No. Yeah, you're totally right. It should be completely solvable. Well, and I that's think, YouTube think, with the spam comments problem. That's like, I don't have as big of a Twitter following, so I don't get any kind of spam on there necessarily. But like within 30 minutes of me posting a video, this happened yesterday, um, there's some bot that has my face on it. It's pretending to be me with some WhatsApp number and saying like, I have a gift for you here or something. And it just like, I mean, within seconds, like hundreds of them just da -da 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 -da. Yeah. And there's no, there's no tool on YouTube to just bulk delete them. I have to go through one by one. You yes. can do hide user, which removes from this channel, but that's but it, just but one it does, of them. It, it, it only uh, gets rid of them going forward. It doesn't like reverse. Retroactively do it. It doesn't. Are you sure? I thought it did. It doesn't for me. Oh. All I know, yeah. I, I'll hit that, and then it just they're all still there. So. So one thing I I had to switch to was hold all comments for review. Which hmm. limits the comments, but. Well, yeah, but kind of who cares? This is the way I look at it. Like the comment box in YouTube has turned into such a cesspool for me especially, of mm. trolls and nonsense that it, it's just as kind of useless at this point. You know what I mean? I even saw someone say, oh, what about free speech? I have to follow your community guidelines before I comment. And I'm like, if you want free speech, go post on your own platform. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you want to comment- you from making your own video. Or share it on Twitter or Reddit or any yeah. of the platforms where you can post your comment. But the thing is, no one cares about your comments. So you have to try to do it here <laughs> <laughs> to try to gain some status, right? Yeah. So I had to switch that, but you know there were other reasons involved as well. Well, I think we're just in a, in a different world than we've ever been in because like the idea, the idea of free speech is um, 
that you should have, the, you know, whatever it is. But the implications are how it is on social media right now is almost the idea that people think they have the right to barge into your house and tell you to your face that you're ugly. <laughs> like, no, I will not invite you into my house. If, you, if I know that you hate yeah. me, you come knocking on my door and say, just to be like, hey, your last video sucked. You don't know anything. And I found 10 things wrong. And I yeah. get that every day. I'm just not going to invite you into my house. Like you don't have the right to come into my house and, and, you know, and just insult me. Like I can, I can tell you politely no. And that, but that's what is happening on, you know, on YouTube and stuff is like, you have people that just feel like they are owed the right to just make fun of you. And well, negative. and it's a, a thing where like it turns into, I mean, so, so like, I, I don't know. Do you guys have the community guidelines turned on for that? Have you seen that feature? So I guess I'm not sure what you're saying. So if you go into your channel settings or something, I got a thing like, hey, be a part of a beta group or whatever, where now if you go to one of, my, one of my videos and you want to comment, when you click to comment, it pops up a little message box that says, hey, here are the guidelines for commenting. And, yeah. you know, and, and I just define those, right? Um, like if you have Tesla in your channel name, you are not allowed to comment or something. But it, it, you go there and it's like, so after you read those, you have to accept this and then you're allowed to comment. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the idea is that you're trying, you know, and for me, it's really simple. Stay on topic. I don't care if you disagree mm -hmm. with me, but if you talk about how you hate my shirt or my <laughs> nose is crooked or whatever, you're like, no one cares. So this is not helpful to the learning or the, mm -hmm. yeah, the conversation, right? So for me, that was, that was the main thing. It's just like, okay, I get tons of comments that are just stupid and useless you know, but, but how do we kind of filter through that? Cause I think the, the comment feature in YouTube is one of the unique features of it where like you can have engaging fruitful conversations, unlike say Twitter, which is, I mean, well, I guess YouTube is overrun with bots now too, but like, it's a problem. It becomes to the point where like, it's just a one-way communication device and no, no longer a two-way one. YouTube needs to set up a feature where if somebody insults you, they send Will Smith to their house to slap them. <laughs> That's what I'm wanting from you from YouTube. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Um, but I, I yeah, it's the the uh, just quick we'll go back to the Twitter thing then Ben I want to hear two more about like your experiences with Twitter too. Um, but uh I, the other thing that I would really like to and I got a lot of pushback on this and I didn't, I think maybe people didn't quite understand what I was saying. I said one of the requirements for free speech and one of the things I think we need to correct on the internet in general is that people need to be who they, if they're saying that they're somebody, they need to be somebody. And people are like, well, you're calling yourself everyday astronauts. Like <laughs> not that, not like impersonate, like, but that there's a, a huge problem and people don't understand. Like the uh, studies have shown how many millions of people are just bots. You know, they're, they're yeah. not real people. They are not where they are. They might be, you know, from foreign countries claiming to be a U.S. citizen. And the implication of this is they can cause turmoil. They can make fake stories and like literally be like, someone got oh. shot by a police officer. We need to go find officer, blah, 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 blah. And they're not even, this person doesn't live anywhere in your community. They live yeah. in Russia or something, you know, and like, that's an actual problem. You know, that's a, a and they're doing that to divide and, and make people more extreme on every single topic. That's what I mean when I was saying, like, we need people to be able to say, you know, that they are who they say they, they are. Verified somehow. Like, yes, some kind of, or at least I want to be able to filter my feed. Like, I only want people to comment to me if I know who I'm talking to. 
So yeah, mm-hmm. a verified account. I don't want anyone commenting if they're... You well, know, you can restrict replies now on Twitter, right? To only people that you follow and stuff like that. That's just not fair. That's not good. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 They, like, but something uh, along like those lines. An additional verification system that's like, hey, I we at least like saw a driver's license of this person. But but then I, I actually I see a lot of stuff too where well then you yeah. risk the idea that like this is and this is a big concern now, especially with like you know Ukraine and and war torn countries is and totalitarianism is like all of a sudden now you have all these people sharing their identity so i get that too so maybe that's not great yeah all of a sudden twitter has not just all your thoughts and feelings but also all your identity and demographic information yeah and and potentially the government does too so i i get that i but there's got to be some middle ground there where it's like some way to show privacy like i think those things are extremely important especially again like for you know when you're trying to you know avoid a, a totalitarian regime um, but also like, you know, have the ability that to, to avoid trolls and, and people that are, are actually just nefarious players trying to tear people apart. You know, they're not honest actors. They're not engaging right. in an honest discussion. They're just like right. trying to get attention or scam in some way. The moral <laughs> of the story is like, how do we prevent, you know, literally just, you know, when we say fake news, like this is just the yeah. epitome of, of the, the Blade, term Blade Blade wrong, wrong. like just full blown. Yeah, it's insane. That's the thing is YouTube is promoting that. Yes. Yeah. That's what's pissing me off. And I think, I think the reason those, those thumbnails work, by the way, is like, I see them and I'm like, I want to rage click on it Yeah. just to be like, what the hell are they actually saying here? Like, are they actually trying to say this thing that I know is not true, but that gives them the click and that feeds the algorithm. And 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 there are so many people that are so disconnected. You know, we all live in our own bubbles, right? And we think everyone else knows what we know. But I can tell you, I meet people at all these events I go to and all these things, like they still think Tesla's take gas. It's stuff like that. Like they literally have no clue. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. from people that's really smart. Like, but does your Tesla, does that one have gas or not? And some people just can't wrap their heads around it. But yeah. but point being, that's like, funny. so that's the danger is that when you see these things that are reported as factual and promoted by these platforms, there are so many people that like they assume that if they're seeing it promoted to them, it must be real, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They didn't grow up. I mean, none of us did, but like the younger generation that grew up with the internet knows, like, yeah, this is all fake nonsense. But there are millions of people out there that <laughs> do not understand that. It's like the National Enquirer, you know, like <laughs> but people don't know it's on this. It looks, yeah. I guess maybe that was the thing too. It was on the newsstand next to all the other stuff. You kind of yeah. had to know that it's fake. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're just literally making up stuff. And then like, but now it's it's the same thing over again. It's like, we're literally just putting this out there along with everything else. And it looks the exact same as everything else. Yeah. I think that's why. News. Sorry, Joe. What was that? It says the weekly world news. Yeah. It, it. I just think that's why when when we find something that's real, we stick to it and you glom onto it. Like for all of his faults, this is why I think people like Joe Rogan. You know, he's not a smart guy. He he knows a lot about a very, very few subjects, but you you can tell that like there's no bullshit about what he's thinking or feeling, and he doesn't certainly doesn't hide or censor any of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's part of the draw and the attraction. Um, you know, love him or hate him. I'm not making a statement there. I'm just I think saying that's like, why he got so big. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was just like, oh, here's a real pe- I mean, and partly maybe that's why, you know, our podcast did so well is because it was like just three guys talking shit, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, we have our little Crash bit of expertise Zoom. and knowledge and whatever, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But you had some problems too with like extra problems too, right? The the Twitter cult got me. Yeah. Exactly happened. So what what do you mean by got you exactly? Uh well, okay, so I'll just say like the reality versus the distortion field around Elon Musk is is that's a strong force field, right? Mm. And so me as a person that's been a huge EV fan for a long time, a huge <laughs> Tesla fan, a huge supporter of all these things. Obviously, I own two Teslas and, you know, tell people to buy them and all this. Um pointed out in a video some of the challenges that they're facing. I was trying to shine a light on some of the issues. Actually inspired by Rich Rebuilds, a friend of friend of mine, and Zach and Jesse, and now you know, um, who I like a lot, but disagree with entirely on many issues. And we're happy to talk about them. We still are very good friends, even though mm -hmm. we disagree on things. They posted a video. This is what really put me over the edge. They posted a video about Tesla service and they showed like irrefutable concrete examples of where like Tesla service has really dropped the ball and is continuing to drop the ball. And that could be a problem for Tesla down the road. Um, and so I had already had those same experiences and like them and other people in the Tesla community get tons of emails and messages from people saying, help me. I, can you call the service yeah. center? Can you tweet at Elon? Like my car, I need, like, I'm, this is so much money. I'm paying for a car that's in the shop and I can't, I mean, and even we've all had car, yeah. our, our own issues. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, so, you know, my video, I, I did a video kind of trying to voice that as well, hoping that someone at Tesla or someone anywhere that could have any influence on them could help shine a light on these issues. Like you have to, like there are three main points I was trying to make. Like the quality has to be better. Like there are way too many issues that are coming out that are just completely inexcusable. Not just like little things, fit and finish, whatever, but like a missing brake pad, stupid. Like things yeah. that just absolutely should never ever happen regardless. Then, so quality has to be better. Service needs to be better. So when people do have issues, they can get the parts, you know, not like people at the service center are dicks or anything, but just like they need to be able to do their jobs and service it. And they need to like have the customer's side and like try to make them because that back in the early days of Tesla, that was very much what made I think me and everyone else so, so fanatical about them was like they broke the mold of how you get treated as a car owner, you mm -hmm. know, they like. And so everything but was you had different. That everything early experience yourself. The first car we got, it was yeah. us alone with a, an expert at it, uh, with a big bow on it. I mean, I signed three little DMV forms, handed them a check, and bam! I mean, it was just amazing. Mm -hmm. It was like I'm never buying a car from anyone else that doesn't do it this way again. Well, and they were also one, I guess, the first to not go through a franchise dealership. They sold yeah. directly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, man, it was fantastic back in the day, uh, and and it's certainly nowhere near that now. Um, so I was pointing out the quality issues, then the service issues. And, th and then the third thing was the likability. Now, and this is the, I think this is the one that really set the, the hardcore Elon stands over the edge, right? Cause the other two are kind of undeniable, right? Like just look at the comment section of any video about Tesla and you'll see countless examples of issues with service and quality and whatever. So there's really no denying that those are real things. But I was pointing out that Elon's behavior on Twitter is like makes people not want to buy their cars and, and yeah. you know, all the other stuff around him and his companies, literally the next day he tweeted out this Nazi meme about uh, Justin Trudeau and the thing and then deleted it. 
And it was a huge, like, what the hell moment. Then the two days later, uh, the the state of California is suing Tesla for creating a racist work environment, a segregated work environment uh, because of all this like racist stuff that's that's come out or whatever. And so like these things, you know, and then SpaceX had a sexual harassment one, too. Like the idea is that his behavior on Twitter isn't like our behavior on Twitter. Right. We can go to the bar and have a dumbass joke about like the Texas Institute of T Technology and Science or something. Right. Who cares? But when you're the richest man in the world and like you say these things publicly and it could like literally happen. My God, like the impacts like to, to the people in the community can be profound when you have that level of influence. And I don't think he realizes it. And, not, and he can do whatever the hell he wants. Who am I? Right. To tell him that. But my point was it doesn't help Tesla. Like when I meet people and I meet more and more people now that I'm testing all these other EVs and I go to Electrify America chargers and I sit there and talk to people, all of them are like, I, it's not that I can't afford it. Tesla. I don't want one because I hate Elon. Mm -hmm. And it's not an exaggeration. I've heard they're that like, before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they're like, he's a misogynist. He's a greedy billionaire. Like, like they come up with all these excuses of reasons why they don't like him and they won't buy his cars. Reasons why they don't like him. <laughs> they don't have to be excuses. Yeah. 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 And, and those are people's perceptions whether or not they are justified it doesn't matter that that's part of the problem like people can say things and do things and it doesn't matter how you do them it matters how people perceive them just like in my video that i had to disable the comments on because i got all these personal attacks from all these trolls about whatever it was like i said something with this intention and this thought and people perceived it this way yeah they, they assign their own meaning to it correct now i'm nobody right no one cares about me but when you're this guy, that has a much bigger effect. So those were the three points I was trying to make. And I mean, yeah, like it was, it became like, I mean, I already, it's funny that this was such a controversial thing. I guess like, I think I lost like 0.6% subscribers in a month or something. Um, and the, 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 all the, like the, the extra personal attacks were the ones that I was really surprised by the, like, you know, I hope your wife leaves you. I hope your kids die in a car crash, like all that kind of shit. It's just like, guys, if you want to argue with me, argue with me, like make points that are valid, like, but trying to make a point about Texas, Tesla quality or service or Elon not being controversial, I think are hard points to argue against. I don't know that there's much to say. Um, so, so anyways, that, yeah, that's our, what happened. I, I felt the same way. And let me, let me preface this by saying this is not about the politics of former sitting presidents, but in particular, Donald Trump, the thing that was scary about uh, his interactions online is like, we've, we talked about this on the show once or maybe not, but it was a similar thing where like, he could say something that would be perfectly fine for an average person to say, perfectly fine. But they would right. oftentimes be like double, you know, you could take it one of two ways and he wouldn't clarify. And he's the right. leader of the United States. That was where like, if someone on Pepsi had tweeted that, the social media manager for Pepsi, they would have been fired that day right. because dude, wait, what, why'd you say this? Are you, people are taking this as this way. Did you mean it this way? Did you mean it this way? You know, like yeah. <laughs> taking them by the shoulders. What are you saying? We got to clarify this. And he wouldn't clarify. Like, that's what was scary to me about, about Donald Trump and, and I, totally non like as apolitical as possible. I'm talking about the person with the most power in the world, how they're acting. I don't care about anything else yeah. about, about that. Um, but that's what like, that's, I think how people feel about Elon too. It's like, you, he has to understand his power and the influence he has. 
And yes, I like what I like about him is that he's kind of a normal guy, but he also I would like some separation between Elon on Twitter and Elon, you know, at home a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a Tesla fan and EV fan like I am, when you see things that hurt the EV movement and hurt the the company, that's where I take issue with it. Right. That's the problem to me. Yeah. Like, I really don't care about him or what he does or whatever. I'm not a huge fan of his. It doesn't matter though, right? It matters that when you have a bunch of women and that work in STEM and you have this guy making teenage jokes that is like potentially the leader of the company you work at, it can be very degrading to you. And that's not okay. You know, it's one thing, again, if you're sitting around, if he's sitting around with his buddies, drinking beer, making jokes, who gives a shit? Do whatever the hell you want, right? But when you do those things publicly, the, the impact can be profound. And I guess to me, and, and the whole point is like, not to say stop doing that. The whole point is like, that definitely doesn't help the likability. <laughs> that was the whole point. You know, it's like, there are definitely people that get rubbed the wrong way by him on Twitter. And that doesn't help sell electric cars. And I've just right? noticed a, a few of the podcasts that I listen to on a regular, like just different news ones or whatever. Elon's become like a, a not a, a, like a scapegoat almost, or like a, you know, poking yeah. stick almost of like, yeah, you know, it's like, he lost the the like the average likability by people just because, you know, approval and, ratings and, down. <laughs> and it's but to me it's it's not it it's kind of, I know how people feel again like uh, a lot of people would say this that you know uh, big supporters of Trump would often be like well you don't get him you know he's he's joking around he's blah blah and it's the same thing with Elon like yeah I genuinely do think he's joking around a lot of the times and just being sarcastic and the tone is not coming across and he's right you know. To him and his friends are having a good laugh about it because, like, you know, watching the world argue about what he's meaning behind it, you know. But yeah, is that a smart thing always to do? I don't know. Yeah, I just flashed back ten years ago. You know, um, that was a that was a feature, not a bug, of Elon's. Right, he, <laughs> that he was like this, just kind of nerdy guy that you know would just kind of joke around and 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 make nerdy jokes and stuff and. Uh, but he had this like really long-term vision for where, you know, the world could go. And um, it was a hopeful vision in a time when people didn't have a whole, a whole lot of hope. And, um, and I feel like, you know, he is now the richest guy in the world and he has transformed two different major industries and he holds a lot of power. And I think he's still kind of, well, I, okay. He's still acting in that way, but possibly a little bit worse because he is kind of in a bubble now, like rich and famous people tend to get into, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. he's not slapping people at the Oscars or anything, but um, <laughs> he could though. Let's just keep going back to that. Um, <laughs> but the point is like, what used to be a feature is now kind of a bug and with great right. power comes great responsibility. And then he's not quite adapted the way that many of us would like to see him adapt, I guess. Yeah. Like, I love the whole him prodding the SEC and fighting with them over these dumb things. Like, apparently, the Twitter thing, the when he, he didn't disclose it within the amount of time that you're supposed to. Oh, yeah, and there's a yeah. $100,000 fine per day that you don't disclose it, which to him is like, who cares? <laughs> you know? I love that. I think that's hilarious. Because, <laughs> like, sticking it to the man, like, yeah. Like, you know, fighting the government on these things. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I guess, so. so I, like... The, so like there were other like Tesla cult members that like made videos about my video. It was that crazy. It was that controversial. And in in my head, I was just like, 
I think I'm stating the obvious, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, you know, and so on one hand, I look back on it and I go, I think people didn't perceive it the way that I meant it to be perceived. So I did make a couple edits to it. I know, Joe, we, we had talked about that. Like at one part I, I had said Elon was assaulting women and I meant to say insulting women. I just misspoke, you know? Yeah. You got to um, be careful about that. Yeah, that's a... You know, so I edited that out. I admitted that I was wrong about that. But all the main points are still the same and right. I think still valid. You know what I mean? So it's funny that that all these these uh, Tesla, these Elon stands, I got really upset about it and like unsubscribed from my channel, which is fine for me because I don't want to be... Like the EV movement is happening, whether or not these people like like it or not. You know, that that's the weird like mind bend here is like if you really are a Tesla fan, then you want all EVs to succeed because that's the whole point of the company. Tesla's not a company. They're an idea. And so if you're in with the idea, then you care about that. Now, if all you care about is the stock price, then, yeah, when you see a Porsche Taycan, you're like, oh, that thing sucks. And let's like, you know, let's troll them or whatever. Um, or Consumer Reports rating them low on reliability. Uh, you know, you're going to say, oh, they're, 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 they're totally paid off by so-and-so. You're going to try to do whatever you can to prop them up so you can make more money on the stock price. But if you're a real Tesla fan, a real EV fan, then when you see anyone doing anything EV related, you have to say like, yes, go you. Even if I won't buy it, even if it's not for me, even if it sucks in relation to this other thing, go, good, let's make more of those. You know what I mean? Like GM is a great example. You know, they killed EV1. They're like, blood on their hands kind of thing but the bolt is awesome you know and now that the battery recalls are happening and that's all sorted out like yes buy the chevy bolt it's a great car i think it's boring as hell but it is super practical (laughs) and like you know what i mean so i think like if you're a real tesla fan and you shit you can't be a real tesla fan and like shit on other evs otherwise you're an you're an ev hater right Mm. it's 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 fine to point out like oh that car's not as fast as this one but so what it's electric the, 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 it's it's like uh, the, the craft beer industry. When the craft beer industry was getting started, it, it was like Stone Brewery out here in San Diego. They, Budweiser would spill more beer in a single day than they would make in a whole year. <laughs> so they realized it wasn't Stone Brewery versus Green Flash versus Ale Smith versus Ballast Point. It's like, we're all in this together, guys. We're trying to fight against these guys. Yeah. And, and they won. And now Anheuser-Busch like, bought all these craft breweries. So to me, that's that's the, the weird thing. And I think it's been exacerbated by Twitter in just how bots and other things kind of push people to, to, you know, to hate each other. When really, like, I think we're all, or most of us, want the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Thank you for and it's funny. <laughs> it's it's funny when uh I, I guess it was at the fully charged thing, you know. I I um well in other places too. I've met some of these guys that were like the old school EV dudes that were like before Tesla really became a thing or when Tesla was still like AC propulsion or whatever, you know. The T Zero. The T Zero. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because like you bring up Elon and they all kind of do this like because <sighs> <laughs> they were they were there first. But they have to give them credit for transforming right. the entire automotive industry. Like, you know, you, you have to give the guy credit for that. Um, anyway. Absolutely. I, even if I don't think want to. it also comes back, though, like just kind of bringing this full circle again, like back to spaceflight and, and Tesla and stuff, too, is like, you know, there are a lot of people that like just see all of the Elon promises and the lack of deliveries on the said promises and just go, this guy's a liar. He's a fraud, blah, blah, blah. That still happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You really do have to take a you know of good step back and not look at the day-to-day things and go 
holy crap. You know what SpaceX is doing and what they're working yeah. on and mm -hmm. what they've done to the industry. They're going to they're on track to launch potentially up to 60 times this year. Yeah. More payload to orbit than anyone even imagined possible in a single year. It's like more just, than one a week. Yeah, more than one a week. Just absolutely absurd steamroller. They're changing the industry. They are now launching like their competitor Star, you know, to Starlink because Soyuz is no longer a commercial option. Like they are basically the only commercial option. Now, granted, we had news this morning about uh, Amazon's Kuiper satellites being they they purchased the most expensive like payloads uh, or like contract ever for spaceflight by buying I think thirty seven Vulcan rides with ULA, which is which Dang. is great actually. Um, now they just but, need to get the Vulcan. <laughs> Vulcan <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and up to a cadence where they can actually be flying that thing, you know, every other week or something, yeah. but. Um, the point being, the things that he has done are irrefutable. Right. Now, you know? there's, there, you know, there's the anti-Elon cult as well. People that just, there's a buddy of mine that's in this group. And I mean, he will straight up look you in the face and say, everything he does is a grift. And I'm like, then who made my car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know? I, I think that, that that might be part of the disconnect. I mean, and Tim, you're so right. And And as much as I don't like him... I do absolutely admire what he's been able to do in his companies. I mean, space the space flight is 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 even 10x what the electric what's happened in the auto world because it didn't even exist. Like landing a rocket had never as far as I know ever been done or like the things it's like he opened up hearts and minds to possibilities. Like that's I mean, so I get it. I get mm -hmm, that. You know, mm -hmm. and in the auto world what a, I mean, and the, the deeper I go into this auto thing, and like I know a lot of people that are like longtime auto people now, they all are just still, still completely flabbergasted that uh, about the Model S, the original Model S. They were like, car, it's car of the century. It changed everything. Volkswagen is like now going all electric. Volkswagen, like this ginormous mm -hmm. automaker, you know, Toyota and Honda, you're questioning whether or not they're going to make it. You're like, what? How how could that even be a question from this like little startup in California? So like, mm -hmm. absolutely, man. And I think that's why, I don't know, it, it, you know, me and, and other folks uh, that have been around longer, like the people you're talking about, Joe, we kind of look at it as like, dude, don't screw it up now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I get <laughs> like, it. Yeah. You know, I, and yeah. I think, uh, I think we said this, I, I think I said this exact same thing last time we talked, but uh, I think people have lost the art of intention or the, the art of understanding people's intentions. They, sure. they, uh, that's kind of where cancel culture comes from is someone will tweet something or say something right. and they won't think about the context of, you know, was the person trying to be insulting to every person of mm -hmm. X, Y, Z, were they, tr were, was that their intention or were they just saying it how, because that's the only thing they've ever known. They didn't know the history of blah, blah, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Yeah sometimes forget. I think that sometimes people don't necessarily understand Elon's context and intentions too, is that like, I think here's what I think happens a lot when, when he tweets something, it's literally something that he just talked about in a closed room with some engineers. It'll be some crazy idea that someone's like, dude, we just realized if we take this, we put this over here, we could rearrange this, uh, you know, and here's what our, here's what our projection is. Like, we think we can actually have this thing working in like three months, you know, or <laughs> he does that projection. He's like, Oh, so we're here, here, here. So if this keeps going within three months, we'll be totally done. Like that's just, he's not lying. He's not intentional. That's just what he's seeing. That's the data he's seeing. That's what he honestly thinks. And so he starts pushing for that. He really thinks like he tells the whole company, we're doing this. We're going all in on this. We're going to figure this out. And yeah, it might not happen at all. 
in the the time frame at all. It might not happen. Yeah, yeah. Period. But by making by you know steering the ship in that direction and really believing that that is a possibility, you know, and if it's a physical possibility, it's not impossible. So he pushes that hard. He pushes really hard. So yes, I see where people go like, well, he promised taxis in 2017, robo taxis in 2017 or whatever it was. Yeah, way off. In 2018 and 2019 and 2020 and 2020. Yeah, yeah, way off. But you can see, like, you can probably understand where where he gets the idea that actually is what's something that could be happening, you know, in the future. Yeah, I think that's part of the thing too is the delivering on it, right? I mean, the Model Three when that got announced, it was, I mean, it it still made sense, right? Like they had been making cars, and this was just a different car. There wasn't like some weird huge technology leap that it would take to get there and then they go through production hell and they do it and it's great despite the issues and all the things they've worked it out and the model 3 is a fantastic vehicle um and and they they just now are making now they're playing with the big boys in terms of the auto world right making a, a, a million i don't know if they'll make this year a million five depending on whatever uh that's real numbers right you're approaching let's say you know 40 percent of what ford makes in a year which right. is which is massive. I mean, Ford's been around yeah. for a hundred years, so so they're they're big boys now. They're they're not playing. This isn't a little niche automaker anymore. Like you're you're a for real, uh, big time operation. Um, and then the Model Y comes out, and it is what a success and what a great story. It was like less than twelve months, or just right about twelve months from the time they unveiled it till the time they were starting starting to deliver it. And and, and I remember in my head at that time being like, yes, they finally figured it out. No more, we announce it three years later, it's still not here. But since the Model Y, what have we got? We got, I mean, even before the Model Y, you got the Roadster, which still nowhere even in sight. Right. I cannot imagine the people that put down a quarter million dollars for that. And still, it's not even a twinkle in anyone's eye. No mention. In any, I mean, just like, my God, the frustration that those people must have. Um, and then the Cybertruck is still like, maybe next year maybe i mean it's still very much like oh my god and then full self-driving same thing and so when they start coming out with like the humanoid robot and all these other things you're looking at it and i mean i think me and a lot of other people are just like you 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 lose credibility right because you're just like oh sure Uh uh-huh like you just stop believing whatever they're going to say despite the intentions that was that was they i think we unveiled it and mentioned it on their website something in like february the plaid and, yeah and they, they were starting to do deliveries in june july you know i and mean that's you know that, that yeah. that's a, a, an incremental upgrade i'll give you yeah. that. I'll, I'll give you that but like you know all New these product. things that people get super hyped on and it's like like w- w- uh cybertruck was 2019 right yeah so so we're already three years in yeah and to, to slightly play devil's advocate though i mean yeah. aren't they still having trouble keeping up with the model y orders like right. they're still just trying to keep up with the orders they're sold out for the year three sold out for the year and it still blows my mind that they're the most valued car company ever or whatever and all that stuff they have never run a single advertisement mm. I, I i can play devil's advocate it's on that advertisement yeah been, yeah i guess it depends on what you call an advertisement they've never like bought google ads if that's what you mean but they've clearly spent tons of money on marketing you know yeah i guess in different ways but yeah not like an yeah. ad. But it's still mostly word of mouth. It's not. There's nobody that's right. like, I'm going to buy a Tesla because I saw that Tesla commercial on the Super Bowl right. or something. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's and, fair. And but- also to, to Joe's point there too, if 
demand is through the roof and they can't keep up with it, why are you even maybe they shouldn't even be releasing these products or showing them, teasing? Uh, ding ding ding. Yeah. That's that's the issue. The issue is that you say, here's this thing and it'll be here in two years. And it's four years later <laughs> and it ain't nowhere to be found. That's that's the issue. It'd be different if they said, hey, we're going to unveil that, and here's the prototype concept vehicle. This is what every other automaker does, right? Mm-hmm. Here, here's the new uh, Polestar O2 oxygen concept, whatever. This mm-hmm. isn't a real car, a drone, but it's going to yeah. give you some ideas about what we're going to do. Yeah. Then we're going to unveil it, and then six months later, it's going to be in your driveway. Right. Like the Kia one was was to me. And I don't know why people have this like weird thing, but they don't understand facts. But like I, I went to the Kia first drive event for the EV6 and and afterwards I was like, they're telling me that these are going to be in people's driveways by Super Bowl. And it was like late January. And I'm going, that's incredible. Now, we'll see if it happens, but that's incredible if they do it. It, then lo and behold, they deliver them before the Super Bowl, and then a couple weeks later, I, I get a loaner in, in my driveway for a week, and I go look as a part of the video, like let's see how they are. I just go into my little San Diego Kia dealer website, bam, there's nine of them within you know five miles of me, and I'm going, that is amazing, <laughs> you know, and everyone's pissed off about it, and I'm like, why, like why you should you be mad about that? Like that is yeah. that is so opposite of what all these other automakers do. I mean, even look at Rivian and Lucid, you know, like they're delivering now, but still it's just kind of like piddly little, you know, one truck here, you know, two cars there. Um, So I don't know that, that to me is the disconnect, right? It's different if you just say, here's a concept. And then when we unveil it six months later, you'll have it. Cool. Like that's, Mm -hmm. I think people can, can deal with that. But when it's like four or five years later, and then you start coming out with new, more new stuff. It's just like, dude, whatever. Like, I just don't believe any of it. You know what I mean? So um, I, I did want to just kind of give you some uh, credit or whatever, but your your video where you were talking about, again, that humanoid robot thing, uh, which I just don't <laughs> even know. Optimus, is that what they're calling it? Um, you made the video where you were talking about how they've kind of changed their, their um, slogan, their mantra from- The mission. Their mission, thank you. Yeah, for, from- you know, advancing the development of sustainable energy to now kind of robotics and AI, like they've kind of shifted their focus in some way. And I'm kind of on the fence as to whether that's a good or a bad thing, but, but um, I do think it's worth calling out that they do seem to have pivoted a bit. I mean, that's the, that's the key thing, right? And so if you believe in what Simon Sinek says and you follow his uh, work and, line of thinking, you know, people buy stuff from companies, not because of the products, but because of why those companies exist. Apple, you know, we challenge the status quo. We think different. Uh, We do it by making innovative products that are beautiful and easy to use. Hey, would you like to buy a phone? Right. It's the, it's, you start with the why, why do we exist? You identify with that as a brand, as an identity. um, And then you go into the, how you do it. And then, you know, the Tesla's would be first principles thinking, you know, basically, you know, challenging everything. Why can't we do that? Um, You know, extreme innovation to, you know, hey, would you like to buy a car? The car happens to be the product, right? But it's not the why. And so now if they're losing their why of this sustainable, let's make the world a better place thing to let's solve labor shortages, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. Like, so yeah. you, it, once you lose your why, you lose that core. And I don't know, I don't think they will, but certainly it's different, right? And so I guess p- people have to sit back and reevaluate, like, do are you still with them on this mission mm-hmm. of 
I don't know what it is, robotics or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think there's also been a bit of a transition from people who are buying Teslas because they've just always wanted an electric car, which would be me, you know, and, yeah. and are willing to put up with the frustrations that come along with sort of a new company and all that to now the sort of the main market, mass market people who are just getting cars because it's a car and uh, they expect some, they're not, they're not going to be as willing to, they're not going to be as, as right. uh, patient about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And in, in the crossing the chasm analogy, which is about technology adoption, that's the chasm you talk about. And mm -hmm. on the left side, the people, the early adopters, whatever, are the people that will put up with this. And then on the other side of the chasm are the people that won't, right? Like, like the first versions of the iPhone had all kinds of problems, right? But they were they were all super hot tech, whatever. By the time they reached mainstream, they had solved most of those issues, like the Gorilla Glass thing, right? Where it's like, yeah. it doesn't crack all the time and like things like that. Okay. And they, they had to do that in order to achieve mass market adoption, right? And so that's part of my thing with, with the Tesla thing is like, you can't be delivering cars without brake pads and not expect people to be like, just run far away from it, right? And mm -hmm. now that you have Volkswagen and Ford and other real big players making very good, compelling EVs, uh, I, the options abound, and that's where it—you know—they could lose their lunch essentially. Yeah. Um, I don't think they will, but but to me, it was very much like my idea was like foreshadowing of like, whoa, we're seeing these things. They could be really, really big problems later if you don't start to work on them now. And instead of being like, oh, wow, that's, you know, thoughtful ideas. It was like, oh, you're a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, it's yeah. the Internet. Yeah. It's the Internet. It's the Internet. <laughs> so I actually kind of, I mean, circling back to Will Smith. Uh, <laughs> No, the, the thing that really struck me <laughs> outside of Will Smith striking anyway, um, <laughs> it's, it's the way like everywhere I looked, be it TikTok, YouTube, uh, Facebook, whatever social media, um, there were just like so many different interpretations and takes on this one 30 second thing that happened, you know, in time. And it just really gets me how like, everybody was coming at it with their own preconceived garbage. Like everybody brought into it, whatever they already had. And that's how internet, that's how YouTube comments work. You yeah. know, no matter, no matter what video I talk about or whatever it is, like the, the comments are all really just a reflection of what's going on in that individual person. Comments are already life. written before they enter. <laughs> yeah. Like in their are, head. yeah. Before yeah. your video was done, the comment was already written. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that's, I, I think that's absolutely true. People just, and, and that's yeah it's just it's, weird. It's like well the, that's it's like the good and bad thing about the internet in general yeah. you know Th this is where i think and and you know youtube is doing something like this there's called timed reactions did you guys see that i did see that yeah so it's like a new thing they're 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 testing um and and so that i like the idea that uh we'll have uh, time stamps or percent of video viewed related yeah, to years ago remember that yeah, we all are like, just just give us that. Like, who cares about the dislike button? <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, make it so you don't have these idiot comments. Like, I remember the, the Cybertruck video I did. They're like, you didn't even show yourself in the Cybertruck. I'm like, there's a full two minutes of me in it. What are you talking about? Yeah, you, you just didn't get to that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, so like you should have, anyway, so hopefully, I guess there are ways to do, to handle that better. I think YouTube's problem, I think Marquez pointed it out recently, is like, it's a problem of scale. Like it's yeah, just yeah, so massive that even running a small, like they could run a small experiment 
and it could that could be like 500 million people right. and that's still not many for them <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like not even you yeah. know <laughs> yeah so true i got a comment on on yesterday's video i just kind of saw it this morning and it said answers with joe more like lazy joe because he can't post new content and i'm like <laughs> you you posted that on, on my new content <laughs> And you produce, you're one of the most prolific YouTubers I know. Like you produce content relentlessly. What is it? What? <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like, you posted yeah. this on my new content. Like, yeah. Yeah. I get that for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I deserve that. What is it? Yeah, you take know? that Come to Tim. Come on. Yeah. I don't make new content. <laughs> I have to like hope it rains down from the sky these days. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorites was like, what are you just going to start covering all these other EVs now? I'm like, <laughs> uh, I think I posted my first non-Tesla EV review like four years ago. <laughs> what yeah. are you, where you been? I don't know. <laughs> oh uh, he probably looking, thinks your, your, your channel name is still Teslanomics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess you, you've invited him in, Ben, and they never left. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to shoo him out get out get out <laughs> should we should we end on a more positive note like what Please. are you guys all working on that's Is that possible let me give me something fun give me something that you're looking forward to in the next uh the next few months as we warm yeah. up into a nice warm spring and summer approaches and ben's weather stays the uh. same like it always does <laughs> uh just get, let's just talk about something you're looking forward to and or what you're working on okay so. Joe. I've got a new website on the way. Ooh. A lot of new merch is being worked on, um, which I've never really focused on before. Tim, you've always been all about the merch. And I've <laughs> always kind of been like, oh, wear a t-shirt. And if you buy it, I'll make a book off of that or something, you know, but uh, um, we're actually going to put some effort into it soon. Um, and uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Right. It's it's yeah, it's all new to me. Uh, so like Nebula actually has their own sort of merch store. So I've already got a couple of things on there. Um, I, I've got a few different lines of things that I want to do. I'm pretty excited about. I can't can't announce it all just yet. Like but just it's getting coming. beyond like just regular like a t-shirt. Like you've got some cool things in the works. Well, there's gonna be some more interesting t-shirts on the way. I have an idea for like a journal uh for people to buy and kind of like a productivity journal kind of thing there's some books in the works there's um i want to do a whole line of stuff on the uh uh zoe cult yes my uh <laughs> our lady of the eternal chonk line of products i want to get like a votive candle like the jesus <laughs> candle but with zoe on it and stuff i'll put it i'll put it right back there that would yeah. be fantastic i want one myself actually. people will be like what is that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Pray to her eternal chunkness. Um, we booked a, f a trip to uh, Ireland this summer. Oh. Never been, so yeah. looking forward Ireland. to that. Great, you're going to love it. Um, I am kind of happy that travel is starting to happen again, and I can do things like that thing in Houston that I just went to, but also, uh, oh, by the way, my flight got canceled on the way back, and I took a bus, but there are these like luxury buses. Have you ever seen these? Mm -hmm. Wait, uh, here or... Where it was from Houston to Dallas. Oh, there's a, there's a, a bus line in Dallas or in Texas. I watched a video on one, like going from like DC to New York and it's like a luxury bus with like oh, probably. Wi-Fi and like yeah. cappuccinos and stuff. Yeah. Was it, it was like, like a, an attendant walking around with snacks and food and stuff? And oh, wow. 
Was yeah. it nice? Um, I've I actually I may have to do a video on it or something because it was it was interesting. I had the flight down and then took the bus back, and so it's like considering the time it took to leave the house and get to the airport, go through security, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, the flight itself was only like 45 minutes, but the entire thing was like 30 minutes shorter than taking that bus. Right. And I, it was much cushier, like first class kind of seats. Yeah, and the floating seats too. Did you have those? Uh, these rattled a bit. That was the one thing against it. Cause I did have my computer out trying to do work and my, my fingers kept like hitting the keys, oh. you know, this is one so it could have like, been a little bit smoother. Like I have seen those. Yeah. Stabilized and it's like, it's crazy. You have like a gimbal you're sitting on. Yeah. yeah. Cool. This wasn't like that, unfortunately, but I've seen those before. Yeah. Um, but it was neat. It was, a, I, I, yeah, it was neat. That's sweet. That's super cool. Anyway. I do that with Arizona. I just got back. Um, I went out well and posting this Thursday is the, uh, the Hummer EV review. Um, so I was out in Arizona doing driving that thing. And the thing that was the, you know, it's the same thing where it's like a 45 minute flight that cost $400 right. for yeah. some stupid reason. I have no idea why. <laughs> and yeah, you get to the airport an hour early, you do all that. And in the end you save like maybe 30, 40 minutes. Um, and so I, so I drove and did all that. Uh, I did get a flat tire on the way or after I got there, which sucked. Um, mm. But anyways, by the way, I I don't know why I didn't know this. Discount tire for the win. Just straight up went there. They fixed my tire. Zero dollars. Don't worry about it. You know, mm. head on out. And I'm like, what? Discount tire is the shit. Dude, I, I had no, I mean, and Tesla was like, yeah, because I had like AAA and then I had Tesla roadside. I was trying to figure out what to do. And uh, and, and I talked to, talked to a buddy and they were just like, Dude, just drive to Discount Tire. It's two miles away. You're, you know, you still got air in your tire. I'll come pick you up tomorrow. We'll go get it fixed. And then thinking I'm gonna have to buy all this because Tesla was like, oh yeah, we'll tow you to a service center, and then tomorrow we'll get you a new, we'll get you a new tire to be about be about three hundred and fifty dollars. And I and I was mm-hmm. like, what? I just bought tires a week ago. No, you know. Yeah. Anyways, shout Can out. Can I tell to a quick story? Because yes. that happened to me recently. Um, uh, my wife and I, we were going to just. The, nearby town called Granbury. It wasn't anything there, but there's a lake. We stayed at this lake house, just got out of town for a couple of days, but we were, we were driving, uh, West on I 30, uh, right across from six flags, bam, hit the biggest pothole I've ever seen in my life, blew out a tire in, in my Tesla. And so I'm like, off to the, you know, get off the road. Ooh. And, um, we just kind of like made our way to a little, um, hotel parking lot. And she has AAA and I called the Tesla service people. AAA got there first. The Tesla service person was really cool. Like they were really nice on the, on the phone. And it was, it was funny. Cause uh, she's like, what, what is the, well, first of all, super impressive. I, I call her up. And the very first thing she says is it looks like you have a low pressure in your right front yeah. passenger tire. And I'm like, dude, that's really cool. Like I didn't even yeah. have to say anything. Um, and then she asked what my Nick, the, the nickname for my car was. And I was kind of like, <laughs> It's Electro McWheelie Pants. <laughs> and, and she kind of laughed. She's like, do you know how many cars I get that are like Tess or Tesla or Tessie or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought of you, Ben. But anyway, um, so a tow truck guy came and picked us up. We were the third car that he had towed that day from that same pothole. Oh, damn. No. He took us to Discount Tire, which was, like you said, like a couple miles away, whatever. We were the fourth people there from that same pothole. Oh my gosh. And I'm just sitting there like, you've got to be kidding me. So we're sitting there waiting while we're waiting. Another guy comes walking in. Like when we first pulled up in the tow truck, literally the guy just like walked up. was like pothole on I-30. <laughs> like, 
It's like, can we ban like if I if I was a lawyer, I would just like sit on the side of the road right there and yeah. just just collect people's names. You know, it was ridiculous. Anyway, so that was my get, flat tire experience. There. Do you get to file a claim against uh, whatever Texas Department of Transportation or whatever? I mean, I probably could. I don't know how that works. It seems like it's more you know, effort than it requires. But and with the repair, it's probably not worth it. Well, so I can afford it. And I kept sitting there thinking all day long about all the people that hit that pothole that day that yeah. couldn't afford it. That probably, you know, ended yeah. their ability to pay their rent that month. You right. know, it's ridiculous. It really pissed me off. Yeah. That it was half, that bad. You know, half the time I'm mad about things. That's why, because it's not because of me, but it's because of like what this could mean to someone else. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and positive stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hummer EV video coming out. Excited about that. It's a total, I, I partnered with an, a legit filmmaker because I mean, we've talked a lot about it. I have this ambition to really make the best like EV review videos on the internet. And now the irony is, is like you have all the like, you know, like Tesla niche type stuff, but like the real auto world is getting involved and like most big time auto reviewers are there and holy cow, am I like a small fish in a big pond now? So I'm just trying to push on that, really trying to up the ante and all that. But so what that means is fewer videos that are hopefully way, way better and way more engaging. Uh, I'm still going to make more videos than Tim this year. That's a guarantee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Um, but yeah, so I, I got that. Then I got the Aptera video coming after that, which I got to go drive, which is absolutely nuts. I really want to do that. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to actually ride in the one that you see because it's... It, anyways, you'll you'll see in, in the video when it comes out. Um, and, and other than that, yeah, just trying to prep for summer. I'm hoping to take summer off again, um, spend it with my kids, which is last year was just such a great thing to be able mm -hmm. to do. So cool yeah trying to hire more people and work less <laughs> yeah i need i, I need to get a, a, another editor besides andrew and myself because both of us right now are going to be on the road for the next like two weeks and luckily i have been i've been editing from uh one of the new m1 max like 16 inch macbooks Whew, honestly like i don't i it's better than my desktop so um speed wise i literally i'm like preferring to edit on that anyway so that's good the problem is i can't voice over there like I can't do voiceover on the road, you know, obviously without it sounding like <laughs> like it does now for a long time, probably. Yeah. Uh, and then the other problem is right now I'm locked out of some of the after effects in the video that Andrew and I were working on. Cause he did these new plugins and with like Adobe premiere link or like the dynamic link Doesn't literally matter. will not let me open the project period, no matter what uh -huh. we try and do. Like, so, so if I have like things I'm trying to add to the after effects stuff, I can't, I can't access it. So I'm kind of like crap. So I'm kind of like now relying like he has to be he's doing a show for 10 days now, soccer uh, for ESPN. And so, you know, he's like stuck not being able to help like finish editing too much. He can work some of the times. But um, that being said, like I'm almost done with a, a really long video that I'm really excited about. Really up. I love how I'm always hyping how we're upping the the production value. But wait till you see it. It's like, dude. It's, it's like, already it's already up yeah. here, man. Your your quality is like through the roof. We we really hit a, a nice stride with uh, the last video I put out was about rocket engines melting, and like we really just went all in on these like newer three D animations using Casper Stanley's awesome work, who's a, mm. a really good visual artist. Um, and so he's we're just integrating him more and more into the editing process, and it's like mm, it's awesome. So we had to do a lot That's more cool. like 
so this video is going to be like 55 minutes long. It's going to be the all of the engine cycles, like how rocket engines work, comparing like all of them, all of the pros and cons, just kind of like weighing them all together. If you understand this topic, you'll really understand rocket engines. So between this and like the why don't rocket engines melt video, and then I'm going to do a video about injectors and a video about how you start a rocket engine. Between those videos, like you'll know how a rocket engine works. I, I feel like I feel like you just need to turn this into uh, an online course or online academy. Practically, I mean, yeah, you posted free there, but maybe you have the deeper, even deeper dive for people that want to get into this stuff. I mean, I know you're not like an educator in that space. You're not like you know you don't have like a bachelor's degree in it or something, but it's still completely valid, right? Like it's still well, it good knowledge. Really good. I, one of my friends, Charlie Garcia, shout out to him. He, he, like, I, I always throw stuff at him cause he's like a brilliant propulsion engineer. We're talking like stupid, brilliant, really, really, really sought after in the industry. And, uh, and for him to like, so I'll be send him a script and stuff and he checks it over and, and a couple other people. I do that with a you know handful of people. But when I got like, you know, when we started sending him some of the previews of like the, the graphics and stuff, we're looking at, he's like, dude, this is going to be amazing for the community. He's like, I've never yeah. seen this well laid out and drawn out. He's like, this is huge. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. <laughs> I want that. I want that for the average person, you know? So if this is an expert thinking it's like easy to understand and in a way that it's never been done before, then that makes me really excited. So, so between that and the van building out the van and hopefully covering <laughs> launches in Florida, Texas, and California this year, uh, it's going to be super fun. And then uh, Yuri's Nights are coming up this the next two Saturdays, one in California, then in Florida. So maybe I'll see some of you guys there. And uh, yeah. Are you going to wrap the van? Uh, we know what I'm going to do, I think. I think I'm going to actually rhino line the outside of it. <laughs> on the outside, really? You've seen that where people do like bed liners yeah. on the outside? Um, because there's the old decals are like not coming off mm. like at all. We've the previous owner, the guy that like prepped it for sale, he spent like 10 hours and got like a third of it. <laughs> so I'm like, no. And then he, so then you can't wrap it. You can't repaint it without, well, you could repaint it if you like totally sanded it. Yeah. I'm thinking like a, a tough spray job like that, like make the thing people are doing that now with trucks, you know, where you spray it and stuff. So, well, uh, Ben Price, you know, our old producer of this show, you know, he, basically doesn't do any social media anymore. And he has a company called Vominos Vans. Yep. And this is what they do. Uh, well, they, they do more of the van life kind of build outs, but like it, he does paint jobs and everything. Like he has a crew in TJ that does paint jobs and they are amazing at it. So I I thought about if you need resources, we're doing, hit him. We're going to build out the inside of it too. And like do a hit him up. everything. And like, I thought about hitting him up because I was like, dude, he, he could even just help you like probably with advice or something. Just you know what I mean? Stuff. Yeah. Come spend a summer out in, in San Diego. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right, boys. Dope. Good okay, seeing guys. you guys. Hopefully I'll see. I, I think I'll hopefully see each of you here in person relatively soon. So yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll swing down to San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Let's go for a ride. I hope so. Yes. Let's do it. And to, and to everybody watching and commenting, uh, thanks for watching and being here. My God, we haven't, we haven't done anything in several months and, and you guys are still here. That really means a lot to us. Maybe when maybe we do a live show again someday, like in person, that'd be great. Yeah, that was pretty fun back in the day when we did that. Oh, right? like live in front of people, not a live. We've done stream. Texas, we've done California. Sounds like Iowa's next. <laughs> yes, I would love to come out there. <laughs> if you're uh, ever Florida, there anymore, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> or Florida, maybe Florida. Yeah. Maybe Florida. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Totes. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for watching. Love, Love you guys. guys. Adios.